What's up, everybody? It's the Disgruntled Sailor here. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Rowdy Sailors. It's a lifestyle brand for the Rowdy Sailor and all of us. It's also active duty owned and operated. They're putting out some cool stuff from t-shirts, flags, hats, tumblers, even stickers. Make sure you go check them out. Their Instagram handle is at Rowdy underscore Sailors and go support one of your own. Make sure you tell them the Disgruntled Sailor sent you and start living that Rowdy lifestyle. The views expressed on the Disgruntled Sailor podcast are exclusively our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of any member nor the view of the United States Coast Guard. Furthermore, the podcast does not have any association with nor endorsement from the Coast Guard. We're just two individuals who happen to be in the military, expressing our own personal views and opinions. So sit back, relax, crack a cold beer, unless you're underway, then next watch motherfucker. What's up, you fat bitches? Uh, we're back with another episode, finally. Last week, we had some technical difficulties. Technological differences. Yeah. Yeah, so we're back for episode 49, Redo. Is so, it 49? Yep, that's what I wrote down. It could be wrong. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I looked at it a week ago when I wrote it down, so who knows. But um, we didn't have any issues today getting on. And so far, so good. Everyone looks clear, and we can hear everybody. So, here we go. Um, yeah. So, hopefully we can do... We can capture what we captured last time. Because last time, it was a it was a banger. Um, I don't remember a lot of it, because I was hammer drunk, because we started late. And I had, had a really long I, week. So, yeah. like... I remember it. It was, it was really good. I was super excited for it. And then when I listened back to the audio, I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was so mad. Did I sound drunk at the end? You you're always drunk, so that's just normal sounding to me. Yeah. See, if you take your driver's license photo while you're stoned out of your mind, when they pull you over, you look the same when you're stoned. You know, just saying. Yeah, I mean, alcoholism is just CrossFit for your liver. Correct. All right. So, let's do some admin stuff. All right. Uh so, new stickers, are they on the uh in the ship store yet? Which stickers? The chief and training stickers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're up. They've been up for like two weeks now. Yeah, well, I'm I'm going down the list from last week, dickhead. Like, oh, you know. okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> the new koozies in the uh, ship store. Yep, they are. I really wish I'm drinking out of one now. Actually, I wish I had waited. You waited like a week to send me my package. You know, yeah, but you kept, you know, being a dickhead. It's like, where's my shit? Where's my shit? And I was trying to save it all so I could get everything. And I was like, fuck it. He's just going to wait longer for this. Well, anyway, um, so I was talking to the old lady and I was texting you and she's like, why don't you just go out there and visit him? So whenever we figure out, we got to look up hunting seasons. I'm coming. I'm flying out there to go hunting. So. We'll do an episode. I gotta we'll find a place to go, bro. If could you imagine us like climbing trees and we're just in, so here I was in the woods and then <laughs> oh shit, boom! <laughs> Recorded as we're hunting, um, yeah. dude. Download Onyx. It shows you public and private land. It's worth it. Okay. Um, are you gonna do a discount or a sale for the 
scumbag t-shirts we got in there? Uh, yes. Yes, I will. Uh, okay. Except I still haven't figured out how to uh, run a discount on a specific item. So I'm just going to run a discount code, and it's going to be like 20% off. So it's going to be on everything in the fucking store. Can I pick the discount code? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, hold on. I got to get my I got to get my first beer out. So I made the kids all go to their prospective spots, and I was tired of getting up for beer. So I have my the daughter's reindeer lunchbox with a bunch of ice packs in it at the kitchen table. Oh, uh, what a coincidence! I have my daughter's frozen lunchbox. You have ice. You have ice box. Yeah, ice packs in there. No, there's bro, there's no room. This thing is so small; it only holds three beers, and it's busting at the seams. What, were you still drinking Rainier? I'm drinking Rainier right now, and yeah. I have one more Rainier in there, and then I have uh, some Bush Latte Tall Boys. But, all right. So, um, last episode, you remember we did the, uh, the 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 prank things, you know? Oh yeah, like like. Sh- ship rumors or something yeah like yeah 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 about like this yeah 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 my mom said she really liked it because she remembers like so you know my dad and uh was a, a chef for a long time and my mom worked on the catering side of the house so, like my dad would cook all the food and my mom would like set up all these crazy elaborate you know um fucking like displays and shit for like high-end people and she remembers my dad she's like I, it took me right back because like my dad used to make people go get buckets of steam you know like so it, it's just funny that like fucking with people is not military specific you know if you've ever worked in a kitchen like as a line cook or like a chef it is it's very close to the military you have like you know there's a 80 there's a 60 year old guy who's got like a ponytail but he's bald and he's holding on to that because you know he loved the 80s and like he's high on cocaine all the time but he's a really good cook yeah and he drives a a fucking Pontiac Firebird. Yeah, and like that's that's your chief, your senior chief, right? And then you have these 22, 23-year-old kids that just graduated culinary school who are like, well, the recipe says to do this, and you have to do that. They're like doing all this gastro fucking shit. And those are your officers from the academy. And it working in a kitchen is a lot like the military. And then you got your dishwashers and your busboys. Those are your non-rates, you know, and your E4 mafia. You know, so the yeah. – that was a dope ass analogy I just made up right now. Speaking of generational differences, uh, birds were birds. Birds were birds aren't real. Was here at my house yesterday, and I was making Kool Aid, right? Yeah. Because I was like, my daughter saw that, and I was like, we're gonna get that shit, and I'm gonna make some Kool Aid like we used to back in the day. And so I'm in the house, and I was like, you know, what I appreciate about Kool Aid is that everybody just knows how to make it, and he goes, well, you know, Diggy had to ask me how to make it. And I go, excuse me? So before you go any further, I also don't know how to make it because I wasn't allowed to have Kool-Aid back in the day. Get out of here. Dude, my mom used to make my own, like, baby food from scratch. I didn't have fast food, so I was, like, eight. I didn't have, so- like, other than, like, the birch beer sodas that my grandfather would sneak me, I didn't have soda for a really, really long time, man. Sandy, I know you're listening to this, Okay. So I don't want you to know you let me down by not letting Mr. Miami have the finer things in life, like some fucking great Kool-Aid, great Kool-Aid. purple drink. <laughs> Kids that um, I would see with a Kool-Aid like dyed on their lip were always dirtbags and up to no good. 
Bro, that shit stains. Like, we used to fucking dye hair with Kool-Aid back in the day. You're so white trash. Like, I, I picture, like, I wasn't. like I, when I hear Kool-Aid, I picture, like, you know, this little dirty trailer park kid with fucking red dye over his mouth. He's like, I just found this bag of kids. I'm gonna go throw it in a river. You wanna come? Like, that's what I fucking picture. <laughs> like the episode of Big Mouth? Yeah. The Florida episode of Big Mouth? Yeah. Wanna go burn a boat? Yeah. Y'all wanna see a dead body? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Kool-Aid's the shit, okay? Alright, hey, continue so your So, I'm making Kool-Aid. So, you just pour the packets of Kool-Aid in your pitcher, and then you fill it up with water, and then you add sugar. And then, uh, apparently, Diggy asks Gary, uh, how much sugar do you put in there? And I looked at uh, Gary, and I go, you just pour until your heart tells you to stop. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, that's what I fucking told him. (laughs) I didn't know about grape drink until I was, like, 14 years old. You know, like, you remember that? I think it was a, a Dave Chappelle skit. Like he's like, yeah, we got high C and he's like, you know, we got, we got some grape drink. He's like, what's grape drink. He's like, I don't know. It's just grape drink dog. Like, you know, it's grape drink. And I was like, I, I was being polite. You know, I was like, yeah, I'll have some grape drink. I was like, that's grape Kool-Aid. Yeah. It's like, it's like Gatorades and Powerades. Nobody calls them by their official name. They call them by yeah. their color. And just, but it was in like a plastic pitcher and it had like a red, like Tupperware with a button on top, like old school Tupperware. You know, like yeah. grape drink, you know, and then, you know, once I was living on my own, I started eating all the poor people food. Well, I mean, I ate a lot of poor people food, but I did a different style of poor people food. There's like trailer park and then like dollar store poor people food. And then there's like hillbilly mountain poor people food. You know, there's a difference. Yeah. You know? Ham salad. You better back the fuck off my ham salad. <laughs> You're going to have. The whole state of Pennsylvania up your ass. Talking Bring shit. Bring it. Bro, don't talk about ham salad. You take the best, most exquisite piece of meat that you can ever be, and you chunk it and deep fry it like a fucking hillbilly savage. Get off my dick. It's Everything's better deep fried. Not venison everything. tenderloin. No. Stop. We're not doing this again. Oh, the tenderloin I don't deep fry. The backstrap I do. Yeah, okay, so the backstrap. I'm sorry. So, so this fucking piece of trash takes the backstrap the most prized piece of the deer and then he chunks it and then breads it and deep fries it oh hell yeah so good so good. i'm not saying it's i i'm not saying i it, bet i could make it for you listen listen shut up i'm not saying it won't taste good i'm not saying it won't taste good but like that is it's a finite amount it's a fine like you know when you get dunkaroos and there's only a finite amount of fucking icing you don't like waste that icing you know, you use it for its intended purpose. You know, speaking of duckaroos. So, like, if I still lived up north and I was able to get, like, three deer or whatever and, like, you know, I got an extra doe tag, got four deer. I was like, you know what? Yeah, let me try and deep fry one. I have to drive 17 hours one way, you know, just to get an opportunity to go in the woods, you know? That's not true. That is not true at all. The deer where I live are the size of German shepherds. I know where you live. The deer here. That, I know where you listen, live. The state I live in now, there's no public public land. There's regulated areas that you can participate in. It's um, stop yeah, it. wildlife getting, management areas. You're gonna have to edit that out because there's only one state in the country that uses that specific vernacular. Well, where I, so like where I'm from, public man public land is you're driving along the road, you go up the mountain, and there's a giant brown sign. It says 
welcome to public land, hunt safely. And then that's it. There's you, you abide by the standard laws, like magazine capacity, stuff like that, where I'm at, you have to get, okay, I want to go hunt over here. And they go, okay, get your license. Okay. I got my license. I go get a permit. What do you mean? Get a permit. You got to get a permit for that area. Okay. Well, you're the state hunting season is from here to here. Yeah. But this specific WMA only does this. Okay, can I go hunt the other one? You got to you know get a how many, permit. You know how many permits I got when I was living there hunting? Well, considering zero. you shot off your mother's back fucking porch, I'd assume you got zero. <laughs> what were we talking about anyway? How do we go it's from Kool-Aid? How do we go from Kool-Aid to deer? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, so next. Was your story over, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it was. Uh, I got some new challenge coins. Um, I tried to get – I got two of one, and I could only get one of the other because I did some back shady deals. So the first one is – you guys can see here is the shape of Florida, right? It's America's penis. Yep. Uh, and this is from um, – uh, It's the long dick of the south. Okay. Um, it's the uh, – it's Miss Miami. Uh, and it's got their little emblem. It's got the seal of Florida on it. It's got the Coast Guard emblem. But then the back of it, you have to, like, tip it up like this. Like, if you've ever been to Florida, you've ever seen, like, the, the local sticker that they have? It's the the, yeah. the shape of Florida. But they instead of keeping it, like, they rotate the state of Florida to make it look like an L and it says local. Like, that's going to impress me. And it's pink on the top. It's blue on the bottom. There's some palm trees and, like... Like, if you guys can see it clearer now, does that look like a buoy tender, or is that supposed to be a 29? It looks like a buoy tender to me. Well, it's like a, it's like a hybrid. Like, the, the front end doesn't look like a buoy tender, but the back does. But, yeah, like, so, like, if you look at, if you consider this the bow, the cabin looks like a 29. And they, it looks like they fucked the yes. stern up of a 29. But if you look at this as the bow, that's a 175 all fucking day. So, like, is there, yeah. is there a famous, like, w, it, WLB out of there or something? I don't know. It looks like the uh, Joshua Appleby. But why would Miss Miami? Oh, that, why would, is that the construction tender? No, it's a buoy tender. The construction tender is the vice. Okay, okay. Um, but it's a pretty cool coin. Uh, like I said before, I like irregular shaped coins. And whew, I wish you guys could smell what just came out of my ass. Man. Nobody wants to smell that. That's. I suffered for fucking three years. In that bourbon, is okay? horrendous. Um, the next, I got this one. Uh, it's literally cut out in the shape of a sea turtle. Um, look- Bro, it looks so much better in the picture you sent me. <laughs> Like like this look it looks so tiny in your hands right now. Yeah, so like it's it's not a big coin. So like if you took a standard, you know, two inch challenge coin and then cut a turtle out, that's how big it would be. So it, it looks small because there's a lot of material missing. But it's from Coast Guard Cutter Diamondback. It's got the uh Skyway Bridge, uh the eighty seven breaking some waves. And then on the back it's got the rank of everybody. So JG. So it says uh Semper Ding Dong at the top. And then it says always ready at the bottom. It's got the JG, so O2, E7, E6. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
It says what at the top? I, it says Semper Paratus, but I said Semper Per Ding Dong. Oh, okay. I was like, did they put that on their official unit? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I did some trading for this one. Um, I tried to get, I tried to get one for you, but you can keep the auxiliary coin. I'll keep the turtle coin. But it's still pretty rad. I don't have any other coins that are shaped like this, and uh, it's pretty fucking dope, man. You know, I like. I really like when coins are shaped. Well, they're like when they're different. You know, everybody has a round coin with a. You know, it says Northland and it says WMEC on it, and then the bag it says always ready. And you're like, okay, thank you. You know, but anyway, so I got two new challenge coins. Those are cool. I'm gonna send your Miss Miami out. Whenever I get a chance, uh, hopefully it gets there because apparently your mailman steals fucking challenge coins. Yeah, piece of shit. Um, next, we have that shit talking piece of shit fucking Emmy three. I don't know if he's a piece of shit, but based on the interaction I've had with him through you talking to him and sending me screenshots, that GM three is a piece of shit. <laughs> um, and I hope you're fucking listening. And I'm gonna fucking lube up your fucking ear pussy because here comes my brain deck. So he came at me saying I'm wrong every time I talk to a gunner's mate. And I said, gunner's mates are all pieces of shit and I've never met a good one. Um, and I, I talked about how his profile picture was this classic non-rate with the LA gear, you know, that doesn't have a gun in it, that doesn't have a baton or doesn't have a OC in it. And he's holding a shotgun. Yeah, it's just empty. Yeah, it's empty. Like, it's like. You know, some your aunt who's eighty five years old looks at him and is like, Oh, look, little Seaman Timmy's doing the Lord's work. And then and I okay, if if anyone is listening, anyone, and I mean if if you even heard a story about this, has someone you know or heard of posted a picture with Coast Guard body armor and an empty gun belt as their profile picture or a picture and immediately got some pussy? Like, has it ever worked? Ever. If it's worked one time, one time, I will shut up about it forever. If it is not, which I assume so, I'm going to continue to be a fucking dickhead about it. So he has this picture being a dickhead. Um, you know, if you just – if you earn that qual and you do one pursuit chase or you do one fishing boat or you do one HIV boarding, which is a high-interest vessel, you do one cargo ship boarding, you're going to be like, dude, get this the shit. Get the fuck off of me. You know? So you can look at that right now and be like, there's nothing in there immediately. And so after my last tirade, which I just did a little one, he changed his profile picture because he was in fact wrong and in fact posing. So again, I was right talking to a gunner's mate, you know, gunner's mates after like after officers, gunner's mates smell their own farts the most. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. They just walk in and go, "Mm -mm, my manual says this. And then no one. Wants to go read that manual, so they just let Gunner's mates be dickheads. Yeah, you can have those snacks. She can't hear you. Yeah, you can have those snacks. What do you <laughs> mean? Oh, yeah, no, she's the only one that can eat. You can't eat. I only love one kid at a time. Yeah, get a snack. Jeez. <coughs> what are you doing? Uh, so you know how some people, not me sell and buy guns online to strangers in parking lots. I was texting. Yeah. Um, are you on that? I was te- that one website. I was testing a gentleman. I'm going to try to meet a gentleman. In a par- what is I'm going to try to meet a gentleman in a parking lot later on. 
I know, but what is it? It's a gun. I, no shit. What? What is it? Do you know about anything about guns? A little. I knew enough to fix the problem you couldn't fucking fix for birds aren't real. Um, He Skyped me, or video chatted me, <laughs> at 9.30 my time on a weekday. I was drunk and tried to video chat how to fix an AR-9 and, that I built while I was drunk. And you couldn't fix it with all your knowledge mm. of weapons. So you're telling and me... And I just go, you know... I, I We were painting a spoiler, and I go, you know, you should try this. And he goes, I don't know if that'll work. I go, I go, what do you have to lose? I go, it takes you 30 seconds to, to swap the parts out. Just do it. Yeah. And then if it if it doesn't work, then you know that's your problem. Or if it does work, you know that's your problem, and you can just order okay. another one. Well, first of all... Goes, okay, so he got home, you, you he goes, didn't it fix, worked fucking you, perfectly. You did not fix the problem, because when you're diagnosing a weapon issue, all right... You break down the components of the major cycle of operations. With the upper and the lower separated, the bolt moved freely and the charging handle moved freely. All right? Everything else in the lower moved while separated. When you put them together, it did not move, which means something in the lower is touching something in the upper. And then you said to swap a charging handle from this gun to this gun, and then it worked. Yep. Okay, so why would the charging handle move when it's unpinned and then not move when it's pinned something is being hindered you put a bandit on something you didn't fix it you're the definition of the coast guard and our white hall ships we're not going to actually fix it we're going to take it to dry dock and put some new walls up that, Look, you're the coast guard all i know is all i know is i gave him an answer and he did it and the gun functioned perfectly and you couldn't do it that's why i got a commendation medal and you didn't Oh, are we trying to hurt each other's feelings? Is that what we're doing? You want to hurt each other's feelings? Because we, we can go there. We can hurt each other's feelings if you'd like. Do you want this war? Remember what happened last time? We do not need to do this on a podcast. We're, we're, we're burning daylight here. We haven't gotten to any actual content yet. We've just been yelling at each other. I know. It's been great. All right. So uh, next, uh, you got an or You spoke with the... Department of Homeland Security Office of Inspector General recently, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that already. Yeah, I did. Uh, so somebody ordered from my website or from the ship store, and I was going to process their order, do their shipping label, and it like USPS kept saying, your address looks weird. And so I was playing around, and I was like, that's exactly what the, the person typed in. So I look up on the on the merch store, I can see like customer information. So like if you put your phone number, I can see your phone number. If you put your email address, I can see that. So I was looking at the email address and it said like person's name dot DHS dot OIG dot gov or something. And I was like, oh no, that's uh I recognize that. And then so I like started thinking about it and it was like Department of Homeland Security Office of the Inspector General. And so I'm like, all right. So I email him and I'm like, hey, uh, did you put like an extra letter in your address? Because USPS is giving me some shit about it. And he's like, yeah, I did. My bad. This is the correct one. And so then I messaged you and was like, bro, listen to this. And then you were like, do we have something to worry about? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And then you go, 
just email him back and ask. <laughs> so I go, okay. So I emailed him back and I go, hey, what's somebody doing at the office of the inspector general looking at our shit? I go, we got some sort of fucking uh, case against us that we need to be aware yeah, of. Yeah, because if I'm being charged, like, you have the you have the obligation to inform me. He was like, calm your tits, bro. I'm just a retired warrant officer who happened to fall into this job <laughs> and just wanted some merch. Office of Inspector General. Like, that's like high-end, like, that's like high-level crimes, right? Like, you're, like, the mafia and, I, like... I honestly have no idea. So, like... So, us. So, like, stealing reams of paper. <laughs> yeah, like, that falls under, like, stealing reams of paper and pens and shit, like, you know... They're, yeah, pins made by blind people that falls into that category. Yeah. I feel like. Why the bo- Never mind. Never mind. That was that wasn't fair to say. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ! Um, all right, next, stolen valor. Okay, uh, for those of you who don't know what stolen valor is, there's videos all over the YouTube and shit you can look at where people can. You mean you can buy military uniforms on eBay, Craigslist. You know, you can literally order them from the store, um, and people walk around. And they put all manner of ill shit all all over their uniform. Like I've seen ones where like, they're like, uh, I'm a Sergeant major general. Like, okay. So you're an E nine and also an O six. Like, yeah, it's very rare. Very, very rare. And like stolen vows where you pretty much pretend to be in the military. Right. So Dan from Oak and iron, he's like, Hey, and he, he, he's like, I have a question about, uh, shit. You know what? I should probably fucking pull it up. Because I have the memory of a goldfish. Uh, oh shit! Nope, that's a meme about Hulk Hogan. Hold on. Um, <laughs> hell yeah, brother! Uh, there it is. Okay, so I piss. I got a new phone, and I'm, I'm. It's very advanced, and it is kicking the shit out of me. So I get a text. I think I remember it. Do you want me to tell you what it was No, about? I have it. It's right here. See? So he's like, hey, weird BO question for you. Okay. He's like, I have an Emmy buddy insisting the shotgun falls under level two. So level two means we have six levels of force, one through six. All right. One is officer presence. Two is verbal commands. Three is uh, – I'm going to – if I fuck this, I'm going to be embarrassed. Control techniques. Uh, four is – that I already, I already fucked up, didn't I? No. Four is aggressive response techniques. Five is intermediate weapons. And six is deadly force. Each one has different tactics. And each one meets a different criticality. Each one has a different type of individual. There's four types of individuals. There's a whole fucking you know, long tangent we can go on. Um, sorry, I had to expel some. You ripped ass? Bro, I heard that. My t- it sounded like you were sliding a chair across a floor. I have yucky tummy. Just like, <laughs> Um, so he says, so the shotgun falls under level two because you aren't supposed to shoot someone with a shotgun. And Dan's like, wouldn't that be level one officer presence? Obviously, if you disembowel someone with a shotgun, it's level six. I was like, first of all, I need more information. Um, what do you mean by shotgun? Like the level you're trained at, like, <clears throat> excuse me. Cause you have like security watch standards, ATF, ATFP watch standards. You have BTMs, you have BO, everyone, everyone's a, you know, we're, excuse me, we're at different levels. And Dan's like, he's using it for force. Uh, his assertion is if you're using, if you're standing ATFP, which is anti-terrorism, your force protection, or detainee watch, and you rack the shotgun, that's level two. And I immediately got mad. Um, 
racking your shotgun and considering it a warning shot is the most boomer FUD, like, my 1911s won two world wars, you know, like, you know, uh, it's the same thing as, like, when a war... Mm-hmm. It's not verbal. And, like, it, it's it's the equivalent of a woman going into a gun store and be like, I'd like to get into a firearm. And then you have some 80-year-old dude going, I'm an NRA instructor. You should get a snub-nosed 38 special because you're a woman who can't handle the criticalities of, you know, a semiotic firearm. Women do all sorts of stuff. They vote. They drive cars. They fly airplanes. Speaking, sp- speaking of women driving airplanes, did you see we had the first F-35 pilot? That was female? No. Did you know what she did on her first flight? I, I don't. She crashed. What did she do? <laughs> she crashed. <laughs> she crashed. Try- did she really yeah, crash? She crashed on trying to land on an aircraft carrier. I hope that wasn't a fake story because I just kind of glanced at it. What? <laughs> What was everybody okay, or do you have any more details? Um, I saw it said first female F thirty five pilot, and I went oh, and then the next slide was she crashed her first flight. And I went ha, and then I kept scrolling. <laughs> Damn. Okay. So what I said to this guy, I was like, okay, first I need to know. Ask your friend, does he shoot buckshot? Because we we have a couple different shotgun courses. We have slug, we have buckshot, we have warning device, we have fin stabilized, we have rubber ball, um, and uh, I was like, if he says yes, ask it. I was like, does he shoot buckshot? I was like, if he says yes, what's the buckshot for? All right. So like, like Fatso, you're you're not a BTM or BO. What do you think buckshot's for? I don't know, bro. I use buckshot when I fucking shoot deer. Okay, That's, it's to kill people. It's to kill people. Yeah. Stop a threat. We don't. Use, yeah, I figured we don't use the word kill. A people. Slug it's, would be like for an engine or something. Yeah, we don't shoot to kill. We shoot to stop. Yeah. So, secondly, and I said, anyone that says ragging a shotgun is any level is a fucking moron. Uh, and I was like, for personal partner or unit protection to protect the loss of life by any means necessary. So, if the deadly force triangle is meant to protect your life or somebody else's or the unit, there's a couple other that no one's going to give a shit about. You can do anything you want. So, like, you know, when we used to do pursuit, we could have anything from a pepper ball launching system to um, a shotgun for a warning device and slug. To stop an engine, we have M4s with tracers that we can shoot for warning shots. It, it depends on the mission type and what your your workup has been based on. And, you know, if if I'm doing, you know, so for pursuit, you're chasing a guy. You say, hey, you need to stop. And he goes, eat a dick. And then you go, okay. And then you go, all right, move it to step two. And then we're going to warn him. We're going to shoot warning shots. It's this little firecracker goes, Whoo, it might as well be a – if you took three bottle rockets, taped them together, and then lit them, and it goes, pop. It's the same fucking thing as an LA-51. Usually we skip, skip step three because due to erratic maneuvers and high speed and shit like that because it's we don't have a, a, a net to entangle them. We To get close with a boat hook to pull their fuel lines is a little absurd in my mind. So we usually go to step four, which is disabling fire. So you kind of the gunner lines up behind the – sits behind the coxswain. You line up to that engine, and you're, gonna, you're about to shoot that engine, right? And you usually shoot in an aft manner so that – if there's any ricochet or shrapnel, it doesn't go towards the people on the boat because you don't want to hurt anybody. Again, we shoot to stop. We shoot to mitigate a threat. We don't shoot to kill. We're not the Marines. We're not the SEALs or whatever. Um, but if if I'm the gunner, I'm a qualified pursuit gunner. Well, I was. I'm not anymore. Uh, I'm cert- I'm qualified, not certified. 
if I'm about to shoot an engine and this dude turns around with an AK and all I have is a 12 gauge, 76 millimeter, like 200 grain, um, copper Sabo jacketed hollow point, And that's all I have in my fucking gun. And that's what I have up. I'm going to put two rounds in that dude. And when you're doing these pursuit chases, you're, you're four or five feet away from that other boat. I will drop that dude. Right. So like, is that going to be like, that's not written down. Like, Hey, if you get in the shit, shoot a dude with a copper Sabo, you know, but to prevent the loss of life and those of my team and shit like that, I can shoot him with whatever I want, but I just have to deal with the consequences later. It's just like being a coxswain. If you want to ground that boat, do a soft grounding to help someone, that's your decision. You're the coxswain, but you got to deal with that shit later on. You know, you have to articulate yourself. And, um, hold on. My brain just petered out for a second. Um, so yes, you can shoot someone with buckshot. You're not, you're not <clears throat> supposed to shoot someone with slug, but if that comes up, yes. Like, you know, the MLEM says, you know, you shoot the center mass, the target presented the MLEM is a maritime law enforcement manual. It gives us all our law enforcement shit. If like you have a, a deadly force triangles met the, the elements of the use of deadly force are there and you're only like target presented is, is his, is his dome. You can take a shot at his grape. You know, center mass of the target presented. Um, so, like, saying racking the shotgun is level two is not a thing because level two is verbal commands, which is verbal commands aimed at a subject in the form of task direction with consequences. Go over there or I'm going to fucking do this. You know, that's what level two is. So, this dude's wrong on, like, four fucking fronts. So, now that I'm off my LE tirade, um, I was like, let me let me look this dude up. And I was like, let me see who his ME, his ME1 is or his MEC or shit, even his GMC has a little oversight on these guys. And I'm like, what's his name? What ships? What, what's he on? He goes, he's ME2. I can say it because he's not in, right? I, I, I don't know, man. What you, I'm asking your fucking opinion. So I looked him up in Global, couldn't find him. You know the chief that's there, and, and he said... She said, she said, sorry, that person doesn't exist. All right. So Dan says this guy's name's Emmy two, um, George Garcia on Coast Guard cutter Stratton. Right. And I look up a global, I, I couldn't find him. So I was like, all right, maybe he's just, he, you know, cause when you transfer, you know, sometimes your shit in global doesn't always update, you know, sometimes it says your last unit. So I go all the way to the XO and I go, you know, strat in all hands. And I searched through every single Emmy that's there. Nothing. Don't find this fucking dude. So as I'm doing this research, I, Dan texts me. He's like, and I'm blocked. I was like, really? Then I tried to search for him on Instagram. I searched for him on Facebook. I couldn't find this dude anywhere. You know, Dan sent, told me what his profile picture was. Could not find this dude, you know? So like who, first of all, to say you're an Emmy too, that's a very, very specific, like, if I was going to claim to be in the Coast Guard, I wouldn't say I'm a chief or an admiral or a captain. I would pick a non-secular, like, I'm an E5, E4, E6 type role that no one's really going to be like, yeah, dude, that's great. Everyone can do that. Can I help you? Be careful with those. Um, I would. That's what I would have picked, you know, if I was going to lie about being in the Coast Guard. Um, so, like, this dude, like... Which he did. Which he did. And then, like, so made this profile, said he was an ME2 on the Stratton. Came at Dan about like, you know, uh, the levels of use of force. 
which have been the same for a couple of years at least. Like we do change policy every once in a while due to lawyers and command climate and you know the state of the Coast Guard and shit. But like who like steals valor from the Coast Guard? Like what do you gain from that? Like like I think the only thing you can gain from like stolen valor of the Coast Guard is we're so unknown. Like I I still have people that think we're civilians and that we're government contractors and we're we're part of we're not part of DOD. We're not I mean we're not part of DOD. That we're not the actual military and. Like a lot of people, yes, a lot of people don't know exactly what we are. So like, if you were like, I'm an M2 on the strat and I do drug busts, like, oh, that's crazy. And then you can bullshit for a while because everyone's seen Narcos. You know, you can bullshit that. Everyone's seen Miami yeah. Vice. So like, but like, like you see Army and Marines, Navy SEALs get, you know, <coughs> Marsock Marines. You get people that like do a lot of stolen valor, but like who like steals valor as an M2? Like, I just don't get it. That dude. Well, he's a piece of garbage. And anyway, can I help you, please? Can I help you? Daddy's trying to say some swears. Can you go do something else? Fine, you can take those and go play, but I need them back. Okay. All right, cool. I'm gonna move on to another thing. Okay. All right, so, um, uh, so the other day you posted something. Uh, the little the, your board you have that has like it's like a sandwich board menu thing, you know. I, what? Like you know when you went to a pizza shop in the nineties, there was like the menu was like little push pins that had the letters, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, you posted wall. it said ha- it said have the day you deserve, right? So I'm I'm yeah. I, I just cooked dinner, I'm about to sit down, and you text me like, hey, is your mom okay? I was like, I don't fucking know, like. So, like, the difference between my family and my wife's family is, like, my wife calls her sister, like, every day, and they talk every day. She calls her mom, like, every day. Like, me and my brother will, like, we'll go two months without talking to each other, like, at all, for any reason. And then he'll just text me and be like, hey, what would the Coast Guard do if a boat with a T-Rex just, a boat just rammed the pier and a T-Rex jumped out? I'm like, shit, dude, that's a good fucking question. You know? And, like, well, me and my brother can go months months without talking and then pick up right where we left off and it's nothing but a thing you know and uh yeah so i was like i don't know i talk to my mom every day i talk to her when i have an update with the kids or i'm you know checking on her or whatever you know doing shit like that and i was like why you're like well you sent me a screenshot you wrote have the day you deserve and i guess and she, then she wrote on instagram i guess i deserve to wreck my car today and you're like, is Sandy okay? Yeah. And, <laughs> and I was like, I responded, was like, you good? And then she didn't say anything. And so I messaged you thinking you knew the details. And I, and then I said, I think I messaged you and like 10 minutes went by. And you hadn't said anything. So my like, movie's on the phone with her. 15 minutes goes by. And I'm like, bro, like, what's going on? And then you're like, I don't know. I'm, I'm calling her now. No, I was like, I don't, I don't fucking know what's going on. He's like, did your mom wreck your, wreck your car? I was like, I don't know. Like, someone would have called me, I guess. I don't know. So I called her. I was like, hey, did you wreck your car? She's like, yeah, I wrecked my car. It's like, why would you, instead of calling your oldest and favorite son, why wouldn't, why would you, like, wouldn't call me instead of posting on my podcast Instagram page? And then she kind of chuckled and then didn't say anything. And I was like, well, what happened? You know, what's going on? You know, are you okay? How's the car? You know, what happened? She goes, 
Uh, I. Sh- hey, not we're not doing cheer dances right now. We're gonna be quiet and 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 go somewhere else. <laughs> not that way. Upstairs, please. Go in the loft. Jesus. Hey, and you want to buy a kid cash? Straight up. <laughs> no. So that's enough. Uh, so I was like, what happened? And she's like, well, I was driving and there was a car in front of me and then I blew my nose and then I hit someone. I rear-ended them. Now, um, there's some pretext to why that's extremely funny. So like, as you know, I make a lot of noises, right? Just, I'm always making noise. My, my stepdad makes a lot of noise. He, he snores. He's the loudest snore I've ever heard in my entire life. You know, the one that's all about the cheese and the pretzels. Just absurdly loud snore. Like, I used to come home so fucked up. He'd be asleep on the couch. I could slam the fucking door. Dude be out, you know. And uh, my mom blows her nose like a train horn. Like, it's not like like when my six-year-old blows her nose, she gets a piece of toilet paper and she goes, <sighs> and, then she, <sighs> and then she blows her nose. My mom takes, you know, a large apparatus and <laughs> and blows her fucking nose. And then and she takes the whatever she's using and she like twists it into a cone and like fucking gets in there. And like, yep, got it. You know? She's gonna she's gonna love she's this. gonna fucking be pissed. So so just my mom's a celebrated nose blower. Just always has been. It's just but you remember how Dickhead Dave used to throw up every time he would brush his teeth? You know? Yep. Same thing. Just it's just a thing. She just she's got to get it out, and that's how she gets it out. So I picture my mom driving her car and go, "Hmm, my nose is running. I better blow it." And then she goes, and then the steering wheel goes, and then the person in front of her just bam, car wreck. You know. So, but that I I uh, excuse me, um, Jesus. If you hold your farts in, they go to your brain, and that's where shitty ideas come from. Air rises. It's science. Um, so, like, back in the day, my, my, my dad and my grandfather, my mom's father, would always give my mom shit about her driving. Um, when I was a kid, she rear-ended a fucking school bus in the daytime. A bright yellow school bus in the daytime with all of the lights going. Just... The bus, like, I, I remember having to, like, let me try this. Uh, God damn it. Let me see here. Okay, so the back of the bus is like like a, like a square, right? <laughs> right? Okay? Here's the back of the bus. Okay. <laughs> Here's the back of the... <laughs> Fuck off. Here's the back of the bus, right? So my mom's here. School bus is here. The school bus goes. She thinks it's going to keep going. It stops, like, another 20 feet. So she's driving, like, a 97 Buick... Uh, Buick, it was a Buick something. I don't remember what kind of Buick. But then she hits, and it was just at the right angle where it only caught the hood of her car and folded it like an accordion. And like, it, oh, yeah, and it like okay. lifted the bus up a little bit. They had to like jack the bus oh, up shit. to get the fucking car out. So it's just my family's been giving my mom shit for her driving record for a while. But it was just funny that the way everything fucking progressed. What? Um, um, what? 
Can you could you try to fix it? Remedy the situation, please. Okay, damn, that's crazy. All right, uh, FSM. Yep, good to go. Yeah, uh, FSMS. So you know, I, I talked to, about FSMS. I'm sure everybody's fucking sick of it. Uh, pretty much, it's our new logistical program for procuring and ordering shit, right? And uh, I, I swear to God. Find something to do. What? Yeah, that's for sure. A hundred percent. That's so hot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, talking about FSMS, I don't know what it stands for. Um, I fucked up shit, messed up shit. I don't know what it means. Um, it's it's very complicated. They they rolled it out before they trained everybody. It's just a it's a shit show, you know. And uh, I tried with I talked to a senior chief SK. I talked to a second, a third. I went. I I, I did the PowerPoint trainings. I did. You know, I reached out to an SK one friend of mine. I you know, I really really tried to like figure this out lowest level because I have a recurring service that I have to pay for monthly. And I just couldn't I couldn't even get in. And I'm at work. I'm at my desk and I you know I was talking to another first and he's like, "Well, my my third got in. You know, he's an ME. Third, he's like, "Yeah, we already have PRs in, already been approved and bought." It's like, "Damn. Can you come over here?" So, how long's FSMS been out like 2 2 months? I don't Ish, ish. So for two months, I've been struggling yeah. with zero help. Hey, I'm having trouble. I need help. Here's a PowerPoint. See if that helps. I already have that. Okay. Well, that's what I have. Can you come over and help me? No. Thank you. That was helpful. Um, me three walks in. He goes, "Here, check this out." He goes, "Go to here." He's like, "Go to, you know, um, not EAL, fucking." What's the other one where you track your fucking EDMS or ED EDMS or I I honestly have no idea. EDMS. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, whatever it is. He's like, click here. He's like, all right, now type in this. I'm like, okay. He's like, all right, click that. Type this in. I click that. I'll type this. He's like, all right, click that. He's like, all right. And then my chief sit next to me. He's like, oh, got it. Boop. Approve. He's all right. ME3's like, now click that. It's like, okay. And then like, boom, there I'm in. I'm in. So it took an ME3 five fucking minutes to walk over to my desk and go, type this in, <coughs> click that. Type this in, click that. Type this in, click that. All right, now you're in. Do it. So, like, this is one of my biggest gripes with the Coast Guard, aside from all the other obvious shit like leadership and non-rates and officers and, you know, taking care of us. It's um, – so, anyway, short story. FMS sucks. I had to have an ME3 out of rate. Help me. All right. What's up, everybody? It's the Disgruntled Sailor here, and I just wanted to take a minute to talk about one of our sponsors, Oak and Iron Coffee. Oak and Iron was founded to honor America's rich nautical history along with the history of the Coast Guard. Every member of their team has either served in the Coast Guard or a veteran who grew up on the water. They are putting out some amazing coffee. They offer whole bean or ground coffee along with K-cups, tumblers, and stickers. They can even do unit orders if needed. One of the best things about the company is that a portion of all the proceeds goes to support CGMA. So every time you buy from them, you're essentially helping your fellow Coasties who need it the most. Go check them out on Instagram at Oak and Iron Coffee 
or on the web at oakandironcoffee.com and tell them the disgruntled sailor sent you. Okay. Um, so what do you want to do now? Hold on. Let me get. I gotta get a beer out of my lunchbox. Okay. The reindeer on my lunchbox has googly eyes. Do you see that? Yeah. Well, it's got beer in it right now. So. All right. I need you to go find something to do. Daddy's gonna say some swears. All right. So. We're gonna recap that story later on because we gotta get some content out, dog. Um, I know. All right. So next. Um, for those of you that listen frequently and heard about Nautical USA, um, uh, he posted something, uh, like a week or two ago. Uh, it was a plaque that he helped make. Jeez. Can you stop yelling, please? Uh, it was a plaque for Miss Houston. And would you put your fucking phone down? I'm telling a story. I'm texting text. You're texting who? Our message in a text. Okay. Uh, it was um, a plaque for Miss Houston, and it had boat keepers on it. Uh, do you know what a boat keeper is? Um, yeah, actually, I do. I remember from our failed episode <laughs> what a boat keeper is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a boat keeper is someone that is uh, in charge of a certain uh, small boat. Um and it just it creates a little bit of ownership, and I think in my personal period, my personal experience, uh, I've been to uh, I've been at station at three small uh, two small stations. One had boat keepers, one did not, and the one that had boat keepers, um, it's kind of like uh, you know, in idiocracy when he's like you know, um, you know, whatever the general says, lead, follow, or get out of the way. I get out of the way. He goes, you're not supposed to pick. Get out of the way. You know, you're supposed to supposed to make you lead yeah. or at least shame you into at least following. You know, so like if you if you're a mediocre coastie and you're a boat keeper and the EPO, the XPO, the BM1, you know, the OIC is like, who the fuck is in charge of the 24? You know, it's like, ah, shit, they're going to be on my ass. So at least it should shame you into taking care of that boat. You know, like, uh, you know, Jimothy was a boat keeper for a minute uh, as a BM3 and, you know, just that his boat shined above all the others. And, you know, it, it, I think like aviators do it. I said some aviation units, I think, I think they did it back in 06, 07 when I was in an air station, when I didn't have to mess cook. And, uh, you piece of shit. Not sorry. It still makes me mad to this. Fucking I don't day. fucking care. Uh, we, they had, you know, like this is all right. You six dudes, this is your bird. This is yours. And I think it creates a little bit of ownership. And, you know, I really like seeing that some people are still doing that. Like, you know, if you have ownership in something, you're going to just by not getting shamed and not getting fired, you're going to put a little bit more effort into that. Like, yeah, it's a pride. It's a pride thing. And when you create pride in something, that thing's going to work a little bit better. It's going to be maintained a little bit better. You're going to put a little bit more effort into it. And like Jimothy's boat was all. Yeah, because it's yours. Jimothy's boat was always, you know, um, uh, you know, pristine. So like as a BM three, a third class BM three, who's only been there like a year, they made him one LT of the whole station as a BM three. That's how much he took. Uh, wow. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, one LT to station is a little different than a one LT at a, like a, at a ship, like, cause at a ship, you got like, you got 37 fucking dickheads 
who can barely read who you're in charge of. So one LT on that boat is more of a, hey, chief, hey, BM1, what do you think we should do? One LT at a station is more of a, the BM1 or the BMC goes, hey, dude, here's the RNS manual. Here's the boat volume. Man- here's the boat manual. Figure the fuck out, dude. Enjoy. Here's the NPC cards. And, you know, I think Jimothy is a perfect example of what uh, a positive outcome of that can be where you just take a little bit of pride in what you have, you know, like in my job, the things that like when I was on the 210, my systems, like I, I was known for sitting around. I'm, I'm not afraid of it. I, I was known for, you know, being on the mess deck. I was known for sitting in my fucking chair. I had a fucking spot, you know, you remember, you know? Yeah. You wore fucking spots in the floor where your, your four legs of your chair sat. I'm not, I'm still not sorry, but were my fucking, my systems not immaculate 24 seven. Uh, I, you made things work when they needed to work. You got all your, you passed all your inspections flawlessly. You, on paper, you are a model fucking crew member. That's all that fucking matters. That's <laughs> all that fucking matters, dog. It doesn't matter what, like, I really didn't give a shit my last year, but the things that were rate specific to me, I did care about and I made sure we're squared the fuck away, you know? Yeah. And I just think I, I really like seeing that Nautical USA and Miss Miami got to get, not Miss Miami, um, Miss Houston got together and, uh, you know, they still, we still do boat keepers. Not everyone does it because some people, the current climate, some people think this is hazing. You're punishing me. And if people would just shut the fuck up and just like put a little bit of pride into it, like I'm a little burnout from the Coast Guard, so I'm, I'm a bad example, but you know, having a little bit of pride can go a long way, you know? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, also, if you guys don't, Follow Nautical USA. You should go do that. Yeah, they they make some pretty pretty rad like departing gifts or and stuff for your units. They make some pretty cool shit. Yeah, I, my departing gift when I get out because the next time I I do any, I I go anywhere getting getting a quote departing gift is going to be from here. They're going to do mine. Uh, but uh, Black Enough sent me one. Where the fuck did it go? Oh, it fucking went away. Remember that fucking that skateboard I sent you? Yeah, I have see if you, see if you can pull it up. I just tried to pull it up; it wouldn't pull up. <coughs> it was a it was a dope ass fucking it was a it was a skateboard, right? So on one side of the deck where the tape is, um, everything was removed and it was just wood, and people signed it. You know, you know, signed the normal shit like, ah, oh, remember that time we did this, or good luck, buddy, or you know, call me anytime, or whatever. And the other side had their like unit logo and his his uh, specialty designation. It's gone, isn't it? Mine's gone too. Yeah, I think I yeah. think it was a story, and it was kind of it was kind of along the lines of like um, it was like Marines thing. It was like uh, yes, it was the the unit name was three seven. Yeah, but so I don't. Did, did you see I, the fucking Marines? Did you see the um the the, the the what it said at the bottom of it? Yes, I did. And I remember the last part of it, but I can't remember the it first It was like, part. I only ride, it was like, I only ride dirty M-Raps, chopped out Harleys, and dirty blondes, or something like that, right? Yeah, it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was, like, I was like, that's a rad departing gift. Like, that'd be like, if I could go back and do it again, 
like because Black Enough skated. That would have been really cool to do for Black Enough. You know, like here's a yeah. You you skate. Here's a fucking instead of doing a wooden sword or a wooden paddle or the classic like yeah. You know whatever like or like birds aren't real. That'd have been a yeah cool yeah for sure gift for him. And like uh you know you you see all these standard military gifts that people get, and it's always a sword or a paddle or whatever. And it was just like yeah, like I could. It'd be really cool to see like Black Enough as like a chief, you know, and he's in it. Hold on. What? I um, borrowed your phone because I was calling Grammy and, and then I capitalized. You, you can't borrow my phone. Why? Because I, I use it. You're using a computer. Tell her to plug that shit in. Plug your your tablet in and call her when it's plugged in. So do it in your bedroom. I don't want to go back downstairs. <sighs> Hold on. Don't be going through this phone. Okay, well, I'm going to go through your secrets. <laughs> go through my secrets. Hey, <laughs> you'll see some shit you don't ever want to see. You'll be in therapy. <laughs> uh, Let's see. I got to figure out how to do that. Here. We'll do it on on FaceTime. Here. Thank you. Bring it back when you're done. Yes, sir. I could just picture Black Enough being, you know, a chief at some unit. And, uh... I'm listening. I I forgot your headphones were wireless. (laughs) I could just, uh, see, like, Black Enough, like, he's a, a seasoned chief. He's salty now. You know he's the guy. He's got the juice, and like this new this new third class shows up, and he walks into his chief's office, and like he's looking around. He's looking at his hat box and his you know his chief challenge and all that shit. And he looks up, he sees a paddle, and he sees a plaque, and then he looks up. And he's like, "Is that a skateboard deck?" He's like, "Yeah." And then Black and I was like, "I'm really fucking cool." Like I just, <laughs> I just think it'd be cool. Um, anyway. So, did you see that there is a um, email went around about a women's leadership symposium? Yes, I, I, I got that email. Uh, I don't know, last week or something. Yeah, and it got me thinking. Or there was some, there was, you know, my other first class was in the office, and then another civilian that we had in there, who are both women. And I was like, why the fuck is there not a men's leadership symposium or just a leadership symposium where everybody can go? Like, why does it have to be gender? I think there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, um, if we're going to do some, is, is a symposium like where we talk about leadership or how to improve on leadership? Like, if, I, if you know, I honestly don't know because they never have one that has men in the title. Like, if I, if, so if I see, if I see it. something was like, we're going to do a symposium on nuclear physics. I expect I'm going to go to this symposium and I'm going to learn some shit about nuclear physics, right? So like a yeah. women's symposium, I assume, I assume, and before you like fucking start doing hate mail and shit, you know, I'm all about equal opportunity, all that kind of shit. Don't give a shit. Um, I assume it's about how women can be better leaders and to celebrate some good female leadership, right? Um that's what that's what I would assume it's like too. But do you know who needs the most leadership advice? 
Not fucking females. Dudes. Not fucking females. Dudes. Dudes are the worst. Yeah, most of most of the most of the women in leadership positions that I know personally are way better leaders than the men I know. Yeah. Uh women have already had to go through a bunch of shit just to get where they are. So if they are a leader, you know, quote leader, whether you're, you know, what regardless of your rank, you've already just being a woman from what I've gathered, you know, is already pretty difficult in general. Um, you know, like um so like why if in this in this day and age of in- inclusivity where everyone wants to be I want to be equal, I want to be the same, I want to I I think we should all be blah 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 blah. Uh the Coast Guard as much as I talk shit about them has been ahead of this for a very very long time like until recently, like I think like just like a year or two ago, like not even that long ago, they just celebrated the first like female that ever graduated ranger school or infantry school or something like that. I don't remember what it is because I'm not I'm not army. Yeah. I don't really give a shit. Uh, but like kudos to that woman. Uh, it was like a pair of, pair of women that graduated ranger school, I think. Um, for, since I have been in, in 16 years that I've been in um, – Every rate and every job in the Coast Guard has been open to females. Every single one. I don't know when that changed, but in the last 16 years, so all the way back to, to uh, fuck, 2006? 2006? Yeah. Since 2006, it's been open to everybody. So, like, the, the Coast Guard has been pretty inclusive as a whole. And to have, like, a, a woman's leadership symposium, like, I think it should be there's a leadership symposium. You know. I do too. Everybody needs leadership training. Like we're all required to go to LAMS just to advance to a certain rank. Mm-hmm. LAMS is a leadership and management school mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know. Um that's the only like leadership training that most people get yeah. in the in the Coast Guard. And then when I when I sit here and think of like when I get those emails it's like women's leadership I I just assume because I don't know that it's only geared for women mm-hmm. and that only women can apply because like the the message that you get doesn't talk about hey this is open to everybody yeah. this is just what it's called yeah. you know I I know we've talked about equality and like women and men and things like that before but like um I think if if we really want to get away from like you know like Morgan Freeman said in an interview I know we've talked about it before he's like how do you stop racism? He's like, stop talking about it. He's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, yeah. just stop, stop it. Just stop talking about it. So like, you know, when I see female, uh, this of the year, or I see, you know, women's leadership symposium, or I see, and before everyone gets on my fucking dick, um, I, it's, it's, I'm not being personal here. Like the like I saw one recent was like black engineer or African American engineer of the of the year. Do you want to be equal or do you not? You're either a good engineer or you're a bad engineer. I don't think it should yeah, be broken like- down into race. So if you don't want to talk, if you are having issues with gender equality or you're having issues with racial equality, stop saying this is the this is the best black dude we got. Stop stop it there and go. This is the best engineer we have. You're either you either you are yeah, a good you one know, or you're not a good one. Maybe maybe I'll just email the Mikpog and be like, "Yo, here's some stuff I think we need to we need to address." 
I don't know how that email's gonna go, or <laughs> like, <laughs> could you imagine? I just like fire off an email to the MCPOG, like, hey, like, yo, in case you were fucking why are we wondering, having this? Yeah. why are we having this? Yeah, like, you know, we're, we're talking about it. You know, everybody's big on this. You know, we all want to be equal. Mm-hmm. Why are you having these that are race specific yeah. or gender specific? Mm-hmm. Just make it Coast Guard what? Leadership Symposium if we're, if we're gonna, if, or Coast Guard Engineer of the yep, Year. Totally cool with that. If you, if you are the best, you're the best. That's it. Uh, there's girls that are way better at shit than I am. I'm better at a lot of shit than women are. You know, um, it, it, if you're going to do, you know, woman this and black engineer that, then I think we should have Asian Pacific Islander Aviator of the Year. Uh, and then we should have, you know um, – Irish American welder of the year. Like that's just that's just everyone gets a thing. Like it's I don't I just want it to be the same. I want everybody to be treated the yes. same, right? Yes. I don't care what race you are, I don't care what rank you are, I don't care about any of that shit. Like everybody needs to work on leadership, no matter if you're a fucking E2, you know, or a fucking senior chief. Yep. You can learn things from both ranks. 100%, it doesn't matter. 100%. 100%. And race and gender need to go out the window ASAP. Right now. It just needs to go out the window. Because we're either all the same or we're not. And if we're not the same, then those need to be fucking, there needs to be a delineation and parameters set. If we're not the same, do that. If we are, in fact, all equal and all the same, then there should be parameters and delineations set there. And it just, it needs to, I feel like all of this is, you know, I set up a women's symposium for leadership. Okay. Women are the only people that need leadership. Men need leadership more than women. I'm done. I'm done talking about this. Is she home? No. Well, if she's not home, you can't go play. Well, if they, go knock on their door. If she's bored, have her clean your guns. That's what I do with my kids. No. What do you mean something's going to happen? Give me a text for mom. I'll text her mom. Okay. All right, go downstairs. No. Yeah. I'll let you know if she responds. Why would she I'm doing business. It's not fine. It's just Jim's. You know, it's usually his kids that interrupt. He's right, you know. Now you're interrupting. She can't hear you. Go downstairs. I'll text her mom and see if if they're free to play. And if they are, I will let you know. I'll scream. Close my door, please. Because there's too much noise. TV noise is a. It's not good for you know the people. I, that's all I have to say about gender because I get on a tirade and I'm done. And I'm tired of people giving me shit about it. Uh, all right, next. Uh, Dan bought some mustard. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that text message. Look yeah. behind you. What? I'm texting her right now. Look, look. Hey, hey. If you keep coming in here and interrupting me and asking me to play when they're not even home, you're not going to play. I'll give you two options. 
you can leave this room and go play, and I will tell you if their parents text me back, or you can just not play. Give me that. Bring that here. It's falling apart. We're going to tape, tape it really good, and it's not going to fall apart. How? I'm, I'm like a really good at making things tape. Ha. Wait a minute. You're putting it over the eyes. Look, you can still see through them. Look. It's a little blurry. It's okay. It's fine. A little blurry is fine. At least be able to see. Correct. And all I need is string to go around it. I'm still working on the string. Look, me and Mr. Miami, we're doing a thing, okay? We're doing a thing. And you got to go because you're interrupting the thing. All right, go play. I'll tell you if her mom takes me back. Deal? If not, I'm going to make you clean something. Clean what? Whatever I want. Deal? All right, bye. I'll close my door. Give me a minute. No, you don't get a minute. You don't pay rent here. You don't get minutes. You don't pay That's rent there either. You go. That's rude. Stop it. She doesn't know. Go. I'm not going to tell you again. I'm going. You better go fast. Why? Because I said. Bye. All the way. All right. What's up? So Dan bought some mustard, right? As everyone should. If you haven't heard yeah. or you've lived under a rock, go buy some Herlockers Penn State dipping mustard. Okay? Um according to everybody but me, it's garbage cold or garbage hot, like room temperature. Cold, change your life. Okay. Um he messaged me, he's like, bro, try the mustard. It's garbage. Um, he tried it on like nine different things. He's like, tried it on a hot dog. Tried it on a pretzel. I tried it with this. I tried it with that. He's like, they try it with an Oreo yeah, too. He's like, I even tried it on an Oreo. He's like, it's delicious. I was like, welcome. You have tried my mustard, you know. And uh, when he tried, so like, now he's on the mustard train. He he has tried my mustard, as yeah. I said. Um, with the mustard, I also remember. I like how you keep claiming. It's my mustard. When when you don't, it's not it's not your mustard at all. You don't make it. You don't brand it. You don't sell it. It's not your mustard. Nobody in the Coast Guard has ever heard of it, un- except until I. They should be paying me for this. I did this. <laughs> Do you want me to DM DM them and be like, "Yo, can we get a sponsorship?" I mean, I wouldn't say DM because. It's probably two old people doing it, which is awesome. But <laughs> you can send them a letter, maybe, and be like, look, Mr. Miami, tell them the whole story about me taking it all over the ship and forcing people all over the country to try it. And then maybe they'll just start sending me mustard. That'd be literally fucking amazing. Um, so, like, when we were talking about different foods, we were talking about – you remember I talked about Skyline Chili from Cincinnati? Yeah. Which, if you don't remember, Skyline Chili is the – it's cooked spaghetti with a beanless chili on top of it and then onions and cheese. And he's like, yep, mustard was great. Try it on this. Try it on that. It sucks warm, cold, change your life. He's like, put it on a piece of boot leather. I'll eat it. He goes, Skyline Chili, grossest shit I ever had. You know, he's like, I'd rather lick a raccoon's asshole than ever eat Skyline Chili again. And I was like, 
Can't confirm. I told you guys, Skyline Chili is gross. That leads me to believe that he's licked a raccoon's asshole before. I'm paraphrasing. By paraphrasing, okay. I mean I made that up. I don't remember what exactly what he said. Okay. Okay. Um. All right, I'm gonna do some Coast Guard history. Can you stay awake? We'll see. All right. So I I I really like doing these Coast Guard history things, and I've got a couple of people that really like that I do them. I'm gonna do one that uh, I really like. Uh, it's about. Do you know? Do you remember Prohibition? I mean, I wasn't alive for it, but I know what it is. So. In 1919, 100 years ago, Congress passed the 18th Amendment Constitution. Uh, the Volstead Act forced the 18th Amendment. So began the, quote, the Noble Experiment. The Noble Experiment was, I bet if we all stop drinking, we'll all stop being dickheads. And then everyone's like, we're all still dickheads anyway. We're going to do it anyway. That's the Noble Experiment. Yeah. All right. Um, being that the Coast Guard was still technically part of the Revenue Cutter, cutter Service, you had revenue agents. Remember them? You know, like... Um, no, I don't remember them. Are, um, Elliot Ness? You don't remember Elliot Ness? Nope. In a fucking um, Elliot Ness. What do you mean remember? Elliot, Elliot, do you think I was around for the Revenue Cutter Service? Elliot Ness. Even Tupac knew about him. Tupac mentions Elliot Ness in his fucking songs. What song? Uh, Elliot Ness the track. Fuck. What, uh, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. It's it's it. Uh, hold on. Let me. Let me I got to say it my head real quick. I think I think it was it was either I think it was California Love. He talks about Elliot Ness, who was a revenue agent. How about you want to bet me? I I'm gonna look up the lyrics, California Love, while you're talking. Go ahead. All right. Uh, so this became <laughs> the largest Coast Guard law enforcement mission uh, of all time. Um, so there was something called Rum Row, which was like there were ships outside big ports. That um, and I'm I'm gonna paraphrase a lot of this because you said I was boring and long last time we did it, so I'm gonna do my best. Um, okay, it was Rum Row, which was like up uh, with up to sixty ships off the coast of Jersey alone, uh, and they do this thing called mother shipping. Mother shipping is it, it's big in the fishing fleet, where like you have uh, Chinese and Japanese boats coming over to U.S. waters out to our EEZ, which is our exclusive economic zone, and they'll have this giant ship, right, a processing ship. And they'll send these little boats over into our waters, fish, and come back. It's called mother shipping. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, mommy. Um. So by the twenty, about nineteen twenty-three, um, the current comment, I was like, he's like, you give us some new shit, we can do this. He's like, you're making us do this with these tiny little boats, and we can't do it. You know, you're making us do these. You know, it's pretty much just like uh running whiskey back in the day like you know where NASCAR came from the the cops didn't have fast enough shit to keep up coast guard didn't have enough, fast enough shit to keep yeah. up um so in 23 um commandant sent a plan to the uh, security uh the treasury security Andrew Mellon who you know helped the coast guard a lot there's coast guard cutter Mellon um he asked for 20 new high seas cutters 200 coastal patrol cutters and 90 fast pickup boats P- pickup boats are Pretty much like, uh, you know, think of a picket. They're boats with just wood picket fences. Around. That's exactly fucking right. Uh, picket boats are, you know, <laughs> what you think they are. Uh, you know, think of a picket line. Um, 
And he also asked for $20 million in, in funds and 3,500 additional personnel, which was astronomical at this time. It'd be like if our current commandant went to Congress like, yo, I need $2 trillion, and I need it now. And they're like, yeah, dude, that's crazy. Here you go. Uh, but that's not actually what happened. Um, so based on the figures, Mellon, um, he enlarged the Coast Guard at $28.5 million, which is over three times the service, our current annual budget. So Congress agreed to Mellon's proposal, but he only gave him half. So they gave him $13 million, uh, but they did give him the increase in manpower. Uh, up to that time, it was the largest funding increase in Coast Guard history. So that's why like Mellon was like a big fucking deal. Uh, I looked it up, by the way. Yeah, was I right? Elliot Ness. So you were. So Elliot Ness was an American prohibition agent famous for his efforts to bring down Al Capone. All right. So I looked up the lyrics and it says uh, from California Love by Tupac. Says now, let me welcome everybody to the wild, wild west. A state, a state that's, that's untouchable, like Elliot Ness. That's like Elliot Ness. Ness. Elliot Ness. That's right. Yep. See, I was right once again. You were, you were right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> Hell yeah, everybody! <laughs> ah, goddamn, feels good to be a gangster. Mm. Man, I'm at half mass right now. That felt great. Can you say it again? <laughs> <laughs> no. Man, I, can I just revel in this moment for a minute? That I remember the Tupac lyric and can tie this. I give you five. Seconds. I tied Tupac to Coast Guard history. Your five seconds are over. God. Man, I'm a. I'm gonna think about this later on when I'm doing shit. Um. <laughs> 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 oh shit! All right. Um. So instead of instead of getting the new high seas cutters that they wanted. They got 20 mothballed U.S. destroyers. So destroyers are still big fucking ships. You know, like, they're fucking destroyers, right? Um, yeah. They, they Instead of building new shit, they just – it was faster to refurb 20 uh, destroyers, right? Uh, but they did give them the personnel increases, new boats. Um, and it said the, – the, the thing says um, they were shelved in favor of 20 mothballed U.S. Navy destroyers that could be refurbished quicker. The new construction of personnel increases, new boats, and refurbished destroyers burned quickly. Burned. Wait, did I read that wrong? I don't know. Fucking hell, doesn't matter. Um. So later, some of the navies they they called them four stackers because they had four stacks on them. Uh, they were stro- they were also transformed into coast guard cutters. Um, but when they got them, it was uh, quoted a coast guard captain. So an O six who was in charge of these things said, "quote An appalling mass of junk." Is what he called them. Um, okay. So the first destroyer that Henley went out to sea in the summer of 1924. Uh, the destroyer, there, it was new recruits. The, the destroyers were the first Navy warships manned entirely by Coast Guard crews. So this is the first time in history. The Coast Guard is a long storied history of taking the Navy's old shit and making it fucking better. Um, in 24, the Coast Guard small boat fleet also mushroomed. They were given 450 seas, uh, rum running boats for pursuit and apprehension, apprehension purses. And a fleet of 103, 136-foot picket boats were also given to them. 30 of them were stripped down for a top speed of 22 knots, which back in the day, that was fucking screaming, you know? Yeah. Um, later, between 31 and 32, they get another 550 picket boats. So we're up to fucking like 660 boats, right? 
Oh, I'm down to my. That's still fucked yeah, up. I'm down to my last back. Like even in today's standards, I'm down to my last back. That's a lot. I'm down to my last backpack beer, or lunchbox beer. Lunchbox beers. Lunchbox beers. Um, well, the- if you guys want a lunchbox beer sticker, let me know. Yeah, that yes. <laughs> uh, I picture a metal like He Man lunchbox, like like old school old school metal lunchbox yeah. that like construction workers used mm. to take. So. Um. Also, the Coast Guard acquired six floating bases. These things were like an atoll, like from Waterworld, but they were Coast Guard bases, and they could move these shits wherever they wanted. Uh, with over two hundred cutters, the wooden seventy-five foot six six bitter. They call them six bitters. They don't explain what a six bitter is. Um, it's a cutter. I don't know what six bitter is. I didn't have time to look it up because I'm a lazy piece of shit. RC Cola probably knows it off the top of his head. Sorry. Um. With the, uh, with the top speed of 15 knots, the mission was offshore picket duty. Um, they built 13 100 foot, 100 footers out of steel rather than wood, and the larger size meant they could just stay out fucking longer. Um, they also put 78 foot patrol boats. Uh, they were faster than the six bitters that, uh, that could do 22 knots. They could do 33 knots. Then they got another, uh, uh, another like uh, 30 100, 125 foot cutters. So they're just throwing fucking money at the Coast Guard. Like, build some shit, right? And they finally went to the diesel engines. <coughs> Excuse me. Which would ensure their reliability and endurance. Um, but since they were metal and they were diesel, they only had a top speed of like 10 knots, so they weren't very fucking quick. You know, it's like a 210. We're very quick. Um, designed to track the motherships, the 160-foot Bravo-class cutters with a maximized speed, city wilderness, accommodations, and range. These were like the go-to, like, you know, um, they were called the late class cutters, and these guys were these guys were zooming in, catching people. Uh, also, um, the other thing that came out of Prohibition was Coast Guard aviation. So during this time, like everyone was making like we had wood airplanes made of wood wire and propellers, right? Um, so the, the, this wasn't lost on Coast Guard officers like back in the day when we had good officers. So in the twenties. Um, the Coast Guard air arm was loaned a Navy aircraft and a, and they used a former Navy airfield in Moorhead City, North Carolina, which where I was stationed. Um, they got so they didn't get like planes and a crew. They got a fucking plane, one singular Uno, right? One fucking plane. Okay. And it uh it, it shit the bed. Uh, it didn't go anywhere. Um, but a year later, what do you mean it shit the bed? It the program fell apart. They couldn't support it. Oh, yeah, no, it just okay. didn't work. Uh, but a year later, they convinced the Coast Guard officers, uh, convinced senior leadership that aerial patrols could absorb way more than Coast Guard cutters, which is obvious, you know. And so yeah. began the permanent establishment of Coast Guard aviation. Uh, in, in 1925, uh, they set up a, the Squantum Naval Air Station in Aston Two Shits. That's what I call Massachusetts. Um, the service's first aerial law enforcement assist took place on June 20th. So in 1925, we did our first fucking interdiction with aircraft. You know how I feel about aircraft interdiction. I could do interdiction all day without no goddamn aircraft. I don't need no fucking help. Um, you, but you do, you do need help. I don't believe I had Hitron with me my last four drug busts, did we? No. But we had birds in the sky giving us GPS coordinates on where to fucking 
send the small boats to? Two of the four had an MPA in the air. So agree to disagree. So we had them. Shut the fuck up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So in in May 1925, we literally had the first where an aviator actually helped interdict some rum runners. Um, And then a year later after that, they actually finally recognized the aviation importance. Coast Guard funded the purchase of five Coast Guard aircraft that were solely for Coast Guard uh, aviation. They were Lowing OL-5 amphibians, which had a top speed of 150 miles an hour and a range of 450 miles. And they were each provided with a radio and an aft amount of machine gun. Um, it doesn't say what they used it for, whether it was warning shots or stopping them, but um, excuse me. Uh, they used it for doing business. Yeah. Um, and the last thing that came out of Prohibition for the Coast Guard was, um, so you obviously weren't a, a quartermaster, right? So and you're not a crewman, so you don't know what IDF is, right? I mean, I remember, you remember from the previous episode. Yeah, you remember. So do you remember what IDF stands for? No, not IDF. Um, no. RDF. RDF. IDF is a different thing. I'm sorry. RDF. I don't remember the what it stands for now. So it stands for Radio Direction Finder. So on the bridge of every ship now has an RDF. So if it's pretty much what Rescue 21 used to be. Do you know what Rescue 21 is? I remember the name, but I I never I've never been to a station. What? Or Jimmy had gems in his hand from the boxes, and he threw them on the floor, and he's making me clean them up. Gems? Yeah. Tell him I said to pick his shit up. Um, use those exact terms. She probably will. So, um, as early as 1919, the RDF uh, was in uh, used in primitive form at Cutter. Dude, I'm gonna fuck this up. Androscoggin, A-N-D-R-O-S-C-O-G-G-I-N, at Androscoggin. Uh, two years later, sounds right. Navy inv- a Navy version was installed on the Coast Guard cutter Tampa, right? Uh, and okay. others soon followed. Uh, so pretty much what like uh, it works is you're on a ship and you hear a rum runner talking, right? And then if you're tuned to their frequency, pretty sure RC Cola. Give me some fucking slack here. If you're, you can kind of like try. Is you, it the triangle? Yeah. So you know the direction. So like, if you're traveling at zero nine zero, um, and you get a radio frequency and it says one eight zero, that means that radio frequency came from your one eight zero. So then you can calculate which direction that came from. If you can get a second cutter to do the same thing with the same radio frequency, that then then makes a triangle, which is the strongest shape in the animal kingdom. And therefore, you know where that fucking boat is, right? So the Coast Guard start yeah. implementing this, but on, but on the other, on the, on the other hand, the rum runners figure this out, and they also started using RDF. So um, they also because uh, they they would sell RDF units. So during Prohibition, the largest law enforcement mission of the Coast Guard has had uh, during peacetime fleet expansion. It was the largest. Peacetime fleet expansion history was 320 cutters and destroyers, hundreds of small boats. The budget mushroomed to 9.3 million in 1923 to over 24 million in 1927. We went from 4,000 dudes to 10,000 dudes. We, it was the first time we manned Navy warships. We started a fucking Coast Guard uh, aviation branch. We started the use of the radio, the RDF, and aviation mounted fucking firearms, right? Which 
really set us up for success going into World War II. So the Coast Guard was like, hey, we already figured this shit out. And the Navy's like, we need to figure it out. So we like helped them. So we like really squared this shit away. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if everything you're saying is true, then yeah. Why would the internet lie to me? It's on the internet. It must be true. It's on the internet. It's got to be true. Um, So my brother ordered some Oak and Iron coffee. Uh, He's. Okay. Which one? He. Let's see here. Um, he got the original, right? And okay. he he texts me. He's like, um, he's like, I really like the bag has a zipper and not a twist tie shenanigans. So he really likes it as a zipper instead of that like metal bendy thing. So that was his first review. He's a he's a he's a coffee snob. What? You know, I've never paid attention if the bag has a zipper or not. Because I just, I take the bag when I get it, and I dump the entire bag into my coffee grinder. You shouldn't do that. That's bad. And throw the bag That's away. bad for the coffee. It just sits in my grinder, and then I grind it when I'm ready to use it. Anyway, my brother's like, which is every he's day. got this, like, weird, like, obelisk, like, contraption for his coffee. And uh, his girlfriend's Puerto Rican, so they drink all these fancy special coffees and they drink like there's there's they're coffee stops that's all they are and uh, he's like i really like that the zipper it has a zipper and a bag and i was like that's fucking dope uh and he's like the message is cool um he's like excuse me and he said the message on the the message on the box was really cool as well small business vibes and all that and he said it said it said scott comma thank you for your support enjoy the Brew and hold fast. And it was. God damn it. Hold on. Can you see that? Uh, For the most part. It's super blurry. Yeah, so on my the, end. The, the, the reason I wanted you to see it is because it wasn't like a, a printed note. It was handwritten Sharpie on the inside of the box. It's like a handwritten note. Handwritten note on the inside of the box. Um, yeah. And. Uh, you know, he's like, that's really cool. You know, like we both like supporting small businesses. And he's like, he's like, I got a, I got a review. I was like, all right. So my brother, very similar to me in personality. I mean, you've talked to him. He's his review is Oak and Iron gives me the energy I need to really bring the hate all day. And you don't have to quote, pay it forward with kindness. Common misconception. You can be a dick all day and give people the day they deserve. Bro, that's fucking baller. Right? Right? Um, I hope Oak and Iron puts that review on their actual website. I hope they do. Because that, that's an honest review. And like I like I said, I, I don't drink a lot of coffee because I have a heart condition. So like asking me to review coffee is like I, I don't have a, a – like, hey, what kind of bra do you like? Like I don't know. One that holds tits. Yeah, like – You know? Like – I drank coffee every day, and you, you. When I was on the ship with you, it was pretty rare when I saw you drink coffee yeah. in the mornings. I, I was having a bad day if I drank coffee, and like my brother, like he gets up early, he like boils water, he like has this nifty contraption, 
He pours it over. He does this like special drip thing. He like froths it a certain way. He like aerates it and all this shit. So like if he's like, yeah, I like your coffee, you know, like that's a genuine like because he doesn't give two shits. He'd be like, dude, that was fucking just regular ass coffee. I wasted twelve dollars on nothing. Thank you. He would have totally yeah. fucking said that, not a without even batting a fucking eye. So that's a genuine fucking uh what you call it thingy where you talk about something. Um Review. there you go. Thank you. Um Review. I said thank you. Um so yeah. um did you get the Valentine's Day quiz from the Admiral? I you're talking about the uh the five love languages quiz? Yeah. 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 Remember I screenshotted it and sent it to you? Yeah, yeah. So we are a branch of the military who interdicts narcotics and saves people and does things like that. We're a real branch of the military. And somebody took the time to draft a what is your love language? Is it touch? Is it spoken word? Is it this? Is it acts? Like, is that what they want to fill my fucking inbox with right now? Like, bro, I saw that. I even took a picture and I was ready to turn it into a meme. And then I was like, wait, just wait. <laughs> yeah. Because I can see that going sideways pretty quick. I just think that that is so like, that's so 2022. Like, I, how do I even quantify that as like, so you're, you're this admiral, right? You're about health and wellness and you, you think it's a good, she's not just any admiral. She's the admiral of coast guard medicine. Yes. So she's the, the end all be all. She is in charge of medicine all together. So with everything going on between COVID and, you know, depression you know, depression is uh, uh, people that are depressed and, you know, we talk about we've talked about 22 a day and people that commit suicide with all the things that are going on. Why is taking a quiz to learn your love language being sent to the entire Coast Guard? Beneficial to the Coast Guard. Why? Why? What is like, I don't. I can see it benefiting you in your personal life, maybe with your spouse, but I don't see it benefiting you as a member in the fleet, unless you're talking about bringing your home life into your work life. My love, my thing is getting my wiener touch feels good. That's the end of it. That's, that's it. That's, that's the end of the So your love language is physical touch. Yep. Yep. I, I didn't need a fucking quiz in the middle of the day by an admiral to let me know that getting my wiener touched feels good. I'm just saying, like, why, why, why come? Why come that a thing? You know? I mean, I, I thought it was a joke when it first came out. That's why I was like, bro, this has to be a meme. I, I just, I, it, it just. That should not be on the forefront of an admiral's mind at all. How do we better the Coast Guard? How do we take care of our people? I agree. Um, 
And then um, I think the last thing I had before our final, our last call is the idea you had for PCS season. Oh yeah. Now, so now before you go on, people are starting to paint. Get... Well, first of all, let me get a beer. Hold on. Okay. Now that I've had time to think about it, I want to paint the picture. Let me tell your story for you. I'm a wordsmith. Jesus Christ. All right, there you are. You're sitting in your shitty unit that you're sick of. And you're due to transfer. You've submitted your e-resume. I want to go here, right? And the detailer sends out a message and says, a uh, assignments will be dealt out at Friday, starting at 5 p.m., starting with the lowest ranks. Friday, we're going to do BMs. Monday is uh, AMTs. And then Tuesday is going to be this rate, okay? And they're going to do it by rate, by rank. And you turn on your TV, and you go to this YouTube channel or Zoom or whatever they have set up. And the detailer's up at a podium, just like the NFL draft. All right? And the BM detailer walks out, and he goes, <clears throat> All right. Four. BM1s. The Coast Guard selects BM1 Smith for Station San Diego. And everyone's like, yeah! And we do a draft like that. For every rate and every rank. And you could bet on it. Don't you think? Yeah, so so the reason this came up, you know, it's it's coming time, getting soon for or getting ready to be transfer season. People are starting to get orders. Again. Uh and I was sit and I was sitting in my office talking to a couple other people in there, and I was like, you know it'd be fucking rad. You know, like every when people start to get orders, people watch DA like a fucking hawk, right? They have their list pulled up on their screen, on their, on their other monitor. They have DA pulled up, and they're refreshing like every 30 seconds, right? Okay, this pick came off the list. This pick came off the list. Okay, oh, shit, my number one pick's gone, you know? And I was like, what would make this more enjoyable would be to run PCS transfer season and issuing of orders like the NFL draft. 100%. I was on like, board. you know, on Mondays it could be – it could be third class petty officers for whatever rate, you know, and it could be, you know, based off priority, you know, like on Monday, we're doing BM3s. Uh, we're going to start with priority one, and priority twos. Okay. Thursday, we're going to pick up BM3s and do the rest of the priorities or whatever it yeah. is. And your detailer gets up there and runs this motherfucker like the NFL draft. And he can send out a team's link. And if you're, if you're due to transfer and you're, you know, you know what day you're, you're up. You just tune into the team's link and you can see where you're going, you know, see, uh, BM three, uh, asshole. That's, that's what we're going with. BM three asshole, you know, coast guard cutter, Mohawk selects, you know, BM three asshole, you know, whatever, wherever they're yeah. at. And I was like, that would put, it would boost morale. hundred percent. Right. Because you can make a fucking day out of Hell it. Hell yeah. Right. Everybody. Like, get, I don't want to go watch the it, coast it guard be a morale event. I don't want to go watch the coast guard address. I want to know who's getting fucked over. Yeah. You know? All right. Be- and if you think about it, 
it's super easy to do. Like the detailer can set it up. Everything's already in place. Right? The detailer can be like, I'm gonna email this team I'm gonna email this team's link out to all BM3s or whatever rank you are, whatever rate you are, priority one and priority two. It'd be like your draft is this fucking day. No, I, Tune in. I would want to watch. I would want to watch. So like, you know, like, all right, um, you know, uh, you know, you get down to the shitty places like Bell Chase or, you know, like NSCs, like, <clears throat> you know, you go through all the cool picks, like Miami's or gone. The, the Academy. Tahoe, Lake, Tahoe, oh, yeah. Lake Tahoe's gone. You know, Alaska, Hawaii's gone. Guam's gone. All the cool places are gone. And you're like, you know, all right, who's getting the fucking Mohawk? Who's getting the Northland? You know, shit like that. Just be like, oh, that fucking sucked. Yeah. Like, oh, I know that guy. He's a piece of shit. Like, he deserves that. It would be, it would be so rad to see, especially if they were like super formal with it, you know, like all dressed up. They did up. it super serious. They had like banners hanging up. Yeah. Like. You could make a whole ass morale event about it, and I, f- I feel like it will be good for the service. Also, I want to do that so I know where I need to avoid. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, your arch nemesis oh, is going here, yeah. and there and there there's two picks there. Yeah. Oh, shit. Now I got to watch out. Like, oh, my nemesis got orders to the Escanaba. Guess where the fuck I'm going to stay away from as yeah. best as I fucking can. I don't know. You know, the... The last time we had an idea, uh, like a, a good idea about weigh-ins, right? Make it non-gender specific. Make it where you just fit through an 18-inch scuttle. That's the that's the weigh-in, yep. right? Uh, it made it on the Coast Guard Ideas Forum. I don't know which one of you motherfuckers did it. It was me. But it, it made it on there. So, no, I highly doubt it was you. Because you were like, did you see this shit? <laughs> uh so if this makes it, if this idea makes it on the Coast Guard Ideas Forum and you can prove to us that you're the one who submitted it, I'll send you any item you want in the merch store for free. Times three. Three items. Three items. Three items you want in the merch store for, for free that we have in stock. I'll send you a personalized picture of me laying on a on a duvet. Wearing nothing but a speedo. If this gets somewhere, I swear to God, it might give you nightmares. But you. you so, it. are you saying right now, if our idea for an NFL draft theme orders issuance thing happens, you're going to send a personalized photo of you in a speedo? One thousand fucking percent, without a doubt. <laughs> the boys, the boys got me. <laughs> thousand percent. I'll do it. I don't care. I'm in. I'll. I know some asshole on here is gonna be like, "I'm gonna do it just to get this photo." Pervert. Um. Anyway, that was the last thing I had before we get in the last calls. Um. Yeah. You ready? Do you have any? Uh. Oh, I got my phone back. Go ahead with yours, and I'll look at my phone to see if I wrote anything down. No, you have to listen so that you can react. I'm going to go on a tirade on the fourth one, so you can look during that. I don't I don't have any. I already talked about mine. All right. So, did you know? So. Yes. Doubt it. Did you? So, alligators are pretty much carryovers from the dinosaur area, right? 
What is Not, uh, alligator? Alligators? Alligators, crocodiles. Okay. You know they're carryovers, right? So like they're yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much dinosaurs. Um, did you know yeah. that most of them can grow fifteen feet? Like in length? Well, most of them can grow fifteen feet, but most of them are, are you talking about most? Of are them you the, talking about fifteen feet in length or fifteen feet like like appendages? Stop talking. Most alligators and crocodiles can grow up to 15 feet. Most only grow four feet. Okay. Where where are you going with this? You, you ruined it. Like four feet. Like they only each have oh. four hands. <laughs> <laughs> You dumb fuck. I thought there was like way more to this. Nope. That's it. And there wasn't. That's a good dad joke. Um, so neat. Neat. So did you watch that 70s show when you were a kid or, or younger? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that 70s show started airing in 1998, 1998, but took place in 1976. That means if a similar show started airing this year, it would be called that two thousand show. I mean, like, have you seen the things where people are like, there were parts of the early two thousands that were dope as fuck. But like, like, it, so like the the current so the current year. So you would have to subtract twenty years, right? From the the when it like when it was on so when it was oh two no so like when it was on air to the time that it was supposed to be set in. It's like around 20 years. So it's 2022. You subtract 20 years. It's the 2000s. You know, it's Y2K, dog. You know, like, have you seen the shit where like on TikTok and shit where people are like, you know, blah, 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 blah. If you were born in the 1900s and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. When the fuck did we start calling it the 1900s, dog? Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I was born in the 1900s. Um, All right. Who would win? In a fight with whatever they have on them, Ron Swanson or Dwight Schrute? Ron Swanson. All day. Why? Because. All right. Ron Swanson. All right, let's start with Dwight Schrute. Why'd you scoot your chair in like you're about to make a soliloquy or something? I had to get closer to the microphone. Okay. All right. Okay. So Dwight Schrute, where does he work? A paper company. He works at Dunder Mifflin. A paper right? company. Dunder yep. Mifflin. That's just his side paper hustle. Company. Okay. Okay. Yep. I know he has a beet farm. I know that. But All he's right? also trained in nunchucks. Said- he's also trained in nunchucks, knives, you know. And CPR. And CPR. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. So, uh <laughs> if you guys haven't watched the CPR episode of The Office, you need to go do that. Hello, Clarice. Uh, but so, he is a fragile man. A strong wind would blow him over. He just puts up a hard facade. Okay, Ron Swanson is a man's man. So okay? drinks whiskey straight, eats steak all day, hates vegans. Okay, he uh, he's a woodworker. 
That dude has blades on him all the time. No, no, he's not a blade worker in the show. He's a blade worker in real life. Like he in the show, yeah, in real life. Yeah, he's like a really good. So, like those of you that know that know me personally know my specific facial hair, and I have been a mustache connoisseur for many, many moons. And like I get, like would you would you admit my mustache was absolutely outstanding it it was like oh fuck what's that guy's name sam elliott who played in mr baseball no tom Selleck. tom Selleck and mr baseball that was mr miami's mustache back when he was on the ship so extremely awesome do not ever do not ever compare your mustache to Sam Elliott's mustache. You are not even in the same league as Sam. My Elliott. heroes, but I will give you Tom Selleck. My heroes are in order: Tom Selleck, or not Tom Selleck, Samuel Elliott, Ron Swanson, and uh, uh, Selleck. In order, like you know, people always say like you could have dinner with three people from history. Who would it be? It would be those three. Um. My mustache was like, like, you remember like how like, remember when Big J made the video of my mustache purring when I ate soup? Bro, you ate the soup and we played it back in slow motion. Your mustache parted like the Red Sea in the Bible. Like that story just separated (laughs) and allowed soup to enter your mouth and then reformed around your fucking upper lip. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah, like do you remember when it got like really bad how long I could get my mustache? Like. It was, oh yeah, like it touched your chin. Yeah, it it was like it 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 it, it curled like on un- over his front lip, right? So for the longest time, we didn't think Mister Miami had a front <laughs> lip. We just thought it just didn't exist, okay? And then did we? <laughs> so then he like stretched it out, and it like touched his chin, and I was like, damn boy. And then uh, one day he shaved it because uh, we auctioned it off. Well, first we? the first time. We auctioned off the right to shave off my mustache. I've had a mustache for 10 years. 10 years. Uh, when I first shaved it after about 10 years, my daughter didn't recognize me. Um, I just I grew it uh, for No Shave November one time, and my ensign got real cunty about it. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess I just – I'm a mustache guy now. And it just got out of hand, and I just so happened to grow a very thick, full mustache – and um, for to raise money, remember we we talked about all the crazy E six dinners. It was, for, it was for morale. It wasn't just for morale. Remember, so like all the crazy E six dinners we would do, I volunteered to the right to yeah. shave my mustache off, so that the money would go directly to an E six dinner. And what they ended up paying? They ended up paying like a hundred some dollars to shave my mustache off. Yeah, it was stupid. And everyone was like. like I was super Yeah, surprised. everyone's like, oh, we're going to shave Mr. Miami's mustache off. We're going to fucking do it. We're going to do it. And I was like, you guys aren't going to like it. You're not going to like it. And everyone's like, yeah, everyone's having a good time. Yeah, so I was there. All right, I was I was filming it when it happened, okay? As soon as that first cut came in, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> put it back, okay? Because you <laughs> – you – when it when it was all said and done and your mustache was gone, you got younger by at least twelve years. Yeah. Okay. 
Like, and then when you, you know, those glasses that you had in Berlin that weren't glasses, you could like stick your <laughs> finger through the fucking glasses, yeah, the lens. Yeah. So <laughs> those glasses that you, you used to wear just to fuck with people, when you put those on, you looked like a young Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, I was like, stop it. Yeah. Grow your fucking mustache. People were like, ha ha. You look like yeah. a punk ass bitch. People were like, ha ha. Stop. Put it back. I don't like it. It's gross. Like, it was, like, it, it, yeah. it was. It's like a, it's like you were a new person on the ship, and you lost. For what funny story, you lost like all your authority. Like you used to could tell people like, "Hey, go get me, go do this or go do that," and then as soon as your mustache was gone, when you gave somebody an order, they fucking laughed in your face, I, and I <laughs> lost it. Yeah, so it it, it, it make it made me look very intimidating looking, and uh, which I liked. And then like I remember, Dirty Sturdy came down after we did it, and he's like. All right, he's like, all right, tell me, tell me to go do something, and like, he goes, look away from me, and uh, he goes, look away from me, and I go, go do this, and he goes, all right, all right, man, and I'll go do it. I was like, all right, now face me. I was like, hey, go down to the paint locker and do this. He goes, I ain't fucking doing that. Fuck you. And I was like, I, I'm still the same person. <laughs> They're like, no, no, you're not. And no, you, no, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. It, it was back in like. Well, like two weeks, it was back fast. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't back to like full full steam ahead, but it was it was there enough mm-hmm. where you regained your fucking power. Yeah, it was it was a notable stash. Like it wasn't like it, it was notable to be for sure. Um, so yeah, I I also would go with Ron yeah. Swanson to end the comment. Um, Last thing I – the second to last thing I had was, um, you know, we talked about equality and, you know, the um, the current climate that everybody's in. Um, I feel like your, your tone changed. It did change. Uh, because th- this one's actually kind of personal to me. So, like um, – Everyone's banning this and banning that. And remember how I told you the story about how my parents and the school thought I was retarded? And turns out they got me tested. Yeah, well, I mean, you are retarded. I'm a, I'm a special kind of retarded. So they thought I was retarded. And they got me tested. Turns out my IQ is like 150 something. I don't know. My mom has a certificate. It says my IQ. I'm like really fucking smart. What, 150? Uh, one. 150? Yeah. So you just High said- 140s, low 150s. You can call Sandy and ask her. I'm, I'm going to confirm this. I'll wait. Hold on one second. There's no way your your score was 150. No, not happening. Bro, I didn't think that I just took a piss. I didn't think that piss was ever going to stop. Are you okay? I started when you were in the refrigerator. I don't know how long you've been back. Just a minute. Uh, uh, the old lady texted me and asked me if I could make her a margarita. <laughs> oh. uh, so did you Google the IQ? Uh, yeah. So what is genius level IQ? That's what I Googled. So I'm trying to find like I don't know what a reputable site is for genius level IQ. Um, 
Do you trust businessinsider.com? I guess. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, all right. First of all, the first thing that popped up in Google when I said, what is genius level IQ? And it says the first genius IQ score was around 140. Okay. That's about one in every 250 people. And then it says, but one leading researcher in the 1940s suggested that a genius should have an IQ over 180. Okay. Mine was... I do not believe... No, no. Do you want me No way. Your IQ level was at 150. Oh, I'm going to message. Go ahead. I'm going to message Sandy and be like... Go ahead. Show me proof. Say like, yes. Yet, you tell them I said they never. Oh, hold on. You better knock. The- my doorbell rang. I gotta go get some. I gotta get pizza. Hurry up, bro! I just ran up my stairs. Not a breath. All right, you ready? Yeah. So I'm not saying I am a genius. I'm saying they thought I was retarded. Got me tested. Turns out I'm super smart. Immediately took me out of the standard classes and put me in these like fancy fucking classes. Where I was reading stuff in, like gifted classes. Yeah, like I was in like fifth grade. I in fifth grade I was reading stuff that people read in high school. I was reading the Odyssey. I was reading the Kill a Mockingbird and Red Badge of Courage and Fahrenheit 451. Like fifth grade, I'm doing like book reports and shit. I still thought. Were you understanding it or just reading it? Which which one? The books that you just listed. Like, were you? So like, uh, like Greek mythology, or were you just able to read? Like Greek mythology, I took really close to like you know like Oedipus Rex and the Oedipus Complex and Achilles, and I took a lot really close. I took a lot to Greek mythology. Uh, I completely plagiarized for Fahrenheit 451. Um, Like the teacher pulled me out of class. The gifted teacher pulled me out of another class I was in. It was like she tried to catch me in a lie, and she did. She goes, "Hey, this paper you did." on Fahrenheit 451 was really good. I'm going to submit it for <coughs> national accreditation. And I go, which I knew I completely copy and pasted from the internet. And I said, can I win any money? And she goes, you fucking liar. This is plagiarized. It was, she caught me, she caught me in a bold face lie. Um, but she was, she was really cool. There was only six people in my class, which I know sounds like a special needs class. It was not. Uh, Why? Me- message Sandy. I don't. I don't have to prove anything. To you message Sandy. I don't give a shit. And uh, so the one of the cool things my teacher did was is gave us a lot of open minded shit to read. And one of the other things I really took to was a um, a an author. I forget his name, but he he wrote three books called Maus M A U S, and it's it's a it's a graphic novel, uh, like a cartoon kind of thing. And it's about the Holocaust, and I, I was always, I've always been in the World War II history, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, I really piqued my interest because it was written in a manner that was number one entertaining, but number two, it was uh, factual, informative, and the stories were were actual. They were actual accounts of um, of what happened, and pretty much the gist is. It's a graphic novel. Was it? Wasn't it? Wasn't it written in a format that even like children could understand? Yes, that's probably why I liked it. 
Um, and uh, so the, the the basis of the graphic novel, it's World War II. It's about the Holocaust. Uh, I've been to the Holocaust Museum a couple times. Uh, I'm not, it, it's pretty rad. I, I'm not saying it's rad that the Holocaust was rad. I'm just saying the Holocaust Museum is a cool place to go if you get a chance. Uh, it's in D.C. Um, but the basis of the book is the Jews are, are portrayed as mouse, mice, mice, right? So the Jews are – if you're Jewish in this book, you're a mouse. That's your character. If you're a German, you're a cat, and the, the U.S. is portrayed as dogs. So there's no gender. There's no nothing. It's just – you know the the cats were persecuting the mice. It's it's, it's animals. It's animals, yeah. and it it talks about like you know like one of the things that always stuck out in my mind was there was a story about uh, uh, there was a section in the book where they lined up for food. You know they got fed once a day, and you know I remember the mice uh, saying you know you got to make sure you get a good spot in line, and a good spot in line meant you know where you were front to back, meaning if you were at the front. Because the Germans were just scoop and pour, scoop and pour. And if you were at the front, all you got was broth, right? And if you were at the end of the line, yeah. you risk the um, – you, you run the risk of – can you let the fat dog in, please? If you were at the back of the line, you ran into the risk of not getting any food. So, like, <clears throat> you know, two-thirds of the way back of the line was, was the place to be because that's where the, all the food settled, like the contents of the soup. And it re- that that like really resonated with me, and like they talked about building stuff and you know working in the camps, and you know they even covered you know the gas chambers and everything, and you know, and I think the reason we bring this up is because the um, the MAUS Tennessee School Board banned this book from reading. What are you reading? Are you still? I'm not reading. I'm watching your daughter try to jump in the air at the refrigerator. Oh. So behind you, uh, the MAUS Tennessee School Board banned this. Hey, the dog needs in, please. Hey, keep it down. Let the dog in. Get your shit and get out. Not you, Stephen. Um, they banned this book. All right, uh, this book actually won each each of his three volumes won a Pulitzer Prize, which is the, it's the end all be all for writers, right? And to sequester something about our nation's history and the world history, as a matter of fact, is just appalling. Um, and I think in this day and age where we have cancel culture and you say the wrong thing, you do this, like the whole Neil Young, Joe Rogan thing, like, you know, like you can say, oh, Neil Young said he's going to pull his shit if Joe Rogan's not banned. And you have people that go, who the fuck's Neil Young? And you got other, you got old people go. Who the fuck's? Yeah, I mean, who, who the fuck's Joe Rogan? They got super old people go. What's Spotify? You know, and you know if, yeah. if you if which which is fu- funny to me because you know Neil Young's whole thing. He got famous in the sixties and seventies speaking out about against the government, right? Um, and if you look at Neil Young's portfolio, he sold one hundred and fifty of his albums or one hundred and fifty of his somethings. He sold rights to his songs, right? The ownership of his songs. So whoever owns them owns the money for that. Mm-hmm. It was sold to this company, and that company was is owned by this company, and that company owns like a majority share of Pfizer. You know, it all just comes full circle. But if you don't speak and don't read about your history, you are one hundred percent doomed to repeat it. Um, and 
to the, the the atrocities that happened uh in World War II against you know the Jews, the homosexuals, the gypsies, you know, the people that the Nazis persecuted, um, you know, at, to take a it's it's not a the reason one of the main reasons I really like the book is because my teacher said you need to read a book about this. And I picked it because it was short. You know, it was short, it got the point across. And in this book, they even talk about things where like um you know, they would take couples out into the woods and they would tie a man and a woman together, shoot one of them, then push them in the river, you know, so the, the, the dead person would drown the live person. And it's literally a cartoon, cartoon. And, yeah. um, you know, it, 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 it shows, you know, graphic parts of like, like nail scrapings on the inside of the gas chambers. And if you don't know about that stuff, if you don't understand, you know, what happened, um, you know, you're, you're inevitably doomed to repeat it. You know, Hitler didn't walk in and go, Hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to call the Jews, the gypsies and all the gays. Everybody get in line. Everyone's like, yeah, dude, that sounds dope. That's not how it happened. It started with, you know, it started with gun control. Then it started with curfews. Then it started with this. Yeah, it's like a snowball effect. It's a snowball effect. You don't do one. You don't do, you don't do it all at once. You do a small thing. Then you flood the masses with propaganda and this and that and the other thing and i you know i saw something again not to get political it was i saw something it was like you know i'm not saying joe biden is doing what hitler did in the in the late 30s to suppress everyone but i'm not saying he did he's doing that but if he was if he was doing the exact same thing that hitler did what would he do different you know what would he do differently that he's not doing now? And it, it's just appalling that, like, you know, in a, in a country that's supposed to be a free country, um, you know, where we're supposed to be able to read and say and do pretty much whatever we want, where we got to suppress certain things because it offends a very, very small. I don't even know who it, who who would. I, the article does yeah or it, it doesn't say or fact check things yes or fact check things it's just you know it, it it doesn't say who it offended and why they did it um i didn't i didn't dive that deep into it but to sequester and ban that specific book like i'm not saying like yeah it's you, you got a lot of you got a lot of things where like you got to understand certain things you have to read a large amount of text you have to research. You have to do. You have to understand some things. You have to go deep, deep into some things. The reason I really liked the Moz books was because it was short. It was simple. It was easy to read. It was easy to understand. And you go, dude, that was fucking bad. Like I'm an I'm a seventh grade kid, going like, dude, that was fucking bad. Like, why would you do that? So I looked it up. Right when when you were telling me this the other day, I looked. I immediately looked up the book. I went to Amazon, typed it in, and it was selling for like the hardback copies was selling for like fifty bucks. Yeah. Okay. I went today. Hardback copies selling for like twenty four bucks. But la- I guess like last week was when it was like in the mainstream media, yeah. right? So, uh, I, then I looked at like because you said Tennessee school board banned it, yep. so I looked at why <laughs> they banned it, and it said language and nudity. Okay. You just told you read the book, right? All three of them. You read all multiple three of times. Them. Okay. And how many and times? No how many? How many in the book? Correct. Right? How many times did they show nudity? Yes, that's what I want to know. Like, 
how how are, how are animals showing nudity? Yes, and like are they are they just having animals out here with titties, just like human titties on animals, yeah. or is it was it just like a regular dog or a regular cat or a regular rat, whatever the, it was? Literally, it's it's not even like it's not even that detailed. It's not detailed. Like the mice is it's it looks like a triangle on a stick figure. It's not even that like involved of a cartoon, you know. Do you remember any nudity in it? At not all? even a little bit. And I was at that age, I would have fucking remembered. Yeah. I mean, I can understand, you know, like the books having language. Books today still have like, you know, cuss words in them or whatever. Mm. But it's not like these kids today don't hear those same words in music. You know, and they're not banning music for profanity. So, like, uh, they don't hear it from if you everybody. If you want to ban things based on language um, and content, like, have you ever read Oedipus Rex? No. Okay, so do you know what an Oedipus complex is? Not, not off the top. Okay, of my head, an, no. an Oedipus complex is where you're physically and emotionally in love with your mother. Okay, Oedipus. Oh, okay. Oedipus was in love with his mother physically and emotionally, and he actually killed his father so that he could be with his own mother. Okay, and it, I'm being I'm being extremely vague because there's kids around me, uh, but that is the gist of that thing, and that's standard reading for most high school kids. So, like, why is that okay? But a cartoon about a mice about mice. And cats and dogs, not okay. You know what I'm saying? I just, yeah. I, I, it's very personal to me because I read the books. I associated with them. I, I thought they were very good. And for what I'm trying to teach my kids, you know, um, you know, it just, it just really bothers me. You know, like, I, it just, it, it just, it just baffles me. You know, I, yeah, I, my kids are friends with everybody. They make friends everywhere. You know, remember I told you the story about at the bar- at the barber shop where, you know, I was sitting getting my hair cut and um, the barber stopped and he's like, hey, man, that's a cool fucking thing to see. And I look over and my youngest is sitting there with – so she's six. There's a, a, a small boy next to her who looks about the same age. He's black. And, you know, it, it didn't – they were just playing. They were hanging out. They were talking. They were playing. Look at yeah. the magazines. And he's like, it, he's like, look, man. It, he's like, that's really cool to see. He's like, you know, you don't. It's it, it's a learned thing. It's not a, an inherent thing to not treat people the same. To not like somebody. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a learn it's like, a learned trait. Kids don't care about that shit. They don't. Yeah, they don't. You need to. You know, you should. All they're all they're worried about is. Yo, this person's fun or this person's not fun. Yeah. That's it. That's like, all I care about. It, it, when you're texting my mom about how smart I am, you should ask her about my my best friend Jarvis. Okay. Te- ask her about Jarvis and see what she says and I I I'm interested to see what you say, but it it was nice to just see that like it it doesn't I, it made me feel like I was doing something right where it didn't affect either of them anyway. It was it wasn't a white girl and a black boy. It was there was two six year olds talking and playing. That was it. There was nothing more to just playing, having a good old time. There was nothing yeah. to it. There was nothing more. There was nothing less. 
It wasn't like I said, you need to go do that. He, his parents didn't say you should be, you know, inclusive and play with her. It was just, you know, they were left to their own devices because both of the parents were getting haircuts and they just were like, Hey, you know, bringing that kind of full circle. That's one thing I like about the military. The military doesn't give a fuck who you are, where you came Have from. Have you ever heard what religion you are? I forget. I forget who said it. I, I, I'm, I'm really going to kick myself, but it, somebody said that the military is the great equalizer. And you know why it's the great equalizer? Because the military treats everybody like they're black. I've never heard that before. I forget who said it. It, it. I don't know if it's a movie or if it was a, a, a comedian or I forget where it came from. But it's, the, the gist is they treat everyone like they're black. And it was like you're all just, you know, they treat everyone the same. You know, it, it I, I don't know how else to say it. And not not that that not, yeah, not, not I mean, that's derogatory. But I like, think my point was. But like, it, yeah, like 60s, 70s. You know, people taught talked differently and treated people differently, and like the military, you know, it, it we're all in the same shit together. And it, I've like just like we talked about the sexual assault stuff, uh, with the side of with the exception of my victim advocate time, you know, I have not one time, not one time, in my explicit purview or my unit seen someone been derogatorized. Because of their race. Like, not once. Like, I know it happens. Yeah, me either. Race, religion, creed. I don't I don't care yeah. what it is. I, I've heard of it happening. Yep. I've heard of people who said it happened to them. I have personally never seen yep. it. Never been a part of it. Everywhere I've ever been, it's uh, been like, you're all equal pieces of shit. Enjoy. And we all get treated the same. I, I just... Yeah. It, and I feel like... I feel like the military does good in that sense. They don't care who you are, where you came from, what your stature in society is. You're all this rank and you get to work your way from the bottom to the yep. top. And we're all yep. doing the same shit every day. It, it, it's it's a good thing. Um, you know, and I've experienced a lot of different personnel, a lot of different personalities from A school to C school to different units. I I've seen them all. I've seen Bro, I've learned so much from people from oh my different backgrounds like, coming in. So, like, uh, a good example of things that I didn't know that I learned. So, like, my roommate in A school was a black kid. Um, and, like, I, I remember walking in the room, and I was like, hey, man, how you doing? He's like, hey, my name's Ross. I was like, I, I'm, I'm whatever. And, you know, I was like, oh, where are you from? He's like, I'm from Cleveland. I was like, oh, shit. You know, like, I haven't. You know, I lived in Ohio. I expected like a Cleveland black guy and he didn't do anything that I expected. You know, Cleveland, what? Cleveland, Ohio. No, you said Cleveland. So uh, you expected, Cleveland I expected something. a Cleveland black guy. You know, you, there's oh, okay, just like, okay. you know, you have like a white guy from Oklahoma, a white guy from Pennsylvania, a Chinese guy. You yeah, have, you know, like a uh, fuck. What's that called? Uh, stereotype. A stereotype like a stereotype i expected like okay i have a like oh shit like i, I expected bone thugs and harmony that's what i expected and by by the end of a school i called him brown bear 
you know, like from Scrubs, there's the white doctor, there's the black doctor, the brown doc, the black doctor was called yeah. Brown Bear. And he's he was like, oh, Mr. Miami, you're so funny. And he taught me shit like he had this thing of, like um, like it looked like hair gel on his desk. And like I remember it very, very vividly. It said smack to shake. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, smack it. And he's like, it's the hair gel. Like it, it's not gel. I'm, I'm getting it wrong. But you smack it and it went and it shook. And I was like, what is this? He goes, that's that's like, he's like, it's pretty much grease for my hair. And I go, like, we were pretty comfortable with each other at that time. And I go, hey, man, this is going to sound pretty racist, but I thought y'all had greasy hair. He goes, no, we don't. We have extremely dry hair. So it's actually like he's super yeah, dry and he's like, and like coarse. Yeah, he's like, uh, no, we really don't. We have dry, brittle hair. So we apply grease to it. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, yeah, you didn't know that? I go, I had no idea. You know, and you know we're we're yeah, like, we're still in contact today. Um, you know, it, we've been friends for thirteen fucking years, and uh, it just it, the military is the great equalizer. And you know, as long as you're yeah. open minded, you can you can learn so much stuff. Yeah. I've learned to cook wherever you came from. If you just come in with an open yep. mind and and just just be a decent fucking human mm-hmm. to people, you can broaden your horizons yep. and learn shit you never could imagine yeah i i've learned shit from you know seasoned guys that are different than me i've i mean shit i've learned shit from you know black enough i've learned shit from you know gary's a brown kid i've learned a lot from him you know and i've learned from black enough i learned from roommates in a school and it's just you know i teach them some shit too and it all comes fucking full circle and it just i think that like if the schools could take a step back like just a step back and be like, what's important, what's not, and it's just the school boards do the same thing that our senior list do, same thing that they do. They go, uh, people are going to think I'm doing this. People are going to think that. People are thinking. People think I should do this. So you get your XOs and your COs going. I think we should do this because people are going to perceive this as this. Yeah, because in the military, perception is everything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're breaking a rule or not, or you're abiding by policy or not. Yeah. If you're perceived as doing something outside of this this one way street, uh, you get shit yeah. on. Yeah, one hundred percent. But anyway, that's enough talking about that. Last couple things. Um, we got some really cool shit coming up. Uh, really cool shit. First of all. Uh, we got a recruiter who's going to come on and do a whole recruiting episode. Uh, and I'm going to tell the story about how I got hosed and we're going to talk about how it actually works. We're talking about like, I'm going to ask like, are, are there like recruiting quota numbers? Like, do you guys even give a shit? Like yeah. how's the fucking recruiting process work? Um, yeah. I think it'll be good to let people see or hear a perspective from somebody who was there doing the job. Yeah. When all they ever see is one side of the coin, you know, you know, they don't know what goes on behind the scenes. You know, it's funny that like I've been at a lot of different types of units, MSUs, air stations, sectors, stations, cutters. I've never run into someone who's like, yeah, I was a fucking recruiter for three years. Not one time, which is I have. Well, I, I have not. I just I just think it's rare that like I've never been able to pick the brain of a recruiter before. Um, we also have an aviator is going to come on. We're going to talk about yep. um, air crew quals, different platforms, 
A school, fucking pilots, you know, shit like that. Um, we're going to do reserve episode. I have a reservist who's ridiculous. He's just a, he is a riot, like not in like a squared away, haha kind of thing. Like, dude, get your shit together, haha, you know? Uh, so I'm going to get him on here. And then um, we're going to do a thing where we, you know, we're going to do Coast Guard trivia. Well, I'm going to get, we're going to do like a raffle kind of thing. And uh, we're going to do like a thing on Instagram. And uh, you tag a couple people, make a team. We're going to do a randomizer. And we're going to get get some people on here. And we're going to do some Coast Guard trivia. It's going to be Fatso and two other people. And uh, if you guys win, we're going to give you some merch or some shit. Um, if Fatso wins, he gets to release a picture of me and my band. So, yeah, I think uh, I think that's gonna be good. Yeah, you you think you're, you you really who who gets to write the questions? I will write them. They will be they're not gonna be easy. It's I, not gonna be like what's the length of the um you know dependable class cutter, but it's not gonna be like I think but it's not gonna be you know super hard questions. But I also want some input from like people around us. You know, I think I think it should be 20 questions total. Okay, (laughs) you should write a couple. You should reach out to some people like RC Cola or uh, God damn it. For sure. For sure. For sure. Or some other people like it'll be like like I I don't want you doing all of the questions. No, no, it'll be like it'll it'll be it'll go all over. It'll go all over. It'll be like, you know, um, what's the ASVAB score for this rate? Um, uh, there'll be some DSEC questions on there. There'll be some aviation questions on there. There'll be some Coast Guard history. There'll be some boat driving stuff. There'll be some gun stuff. There'll be some search and rescue stuff. You know, like, you know, what's the different, what's the distance in your lines on a parallel search while you're driving, while you're doing a star case, you know, things like that. So there'll be hard ones. There'll be easy ones. Like who was the first black master chief? It was uh, Vincent Patton the See, third. That's why I'm not asking that one. Uh, he was the he was the Mick, he was the Mick yeah. or whatever. He was the first African American Mick. So it, it'll Patton. be all over. So if you if you want to if you got a question, send it to us. And if it's good, I'm going to use it. I'll give you credit for it. If it's not, I'm going to say say it's shit, and then I'll tell everyone you're dumb. So uh, oh okay. First of all, I run the Instagram page, so I, that will allow me to see the questions. Okay, maybe I should start a Mr. Miami Instagram page. Or or how about this? I mean, I, I'll be 100% honest. I'll just screenshot the questions and send them to you, and I won't look at them again. I won't look them up. Not, not fucking one. Mm, I barely trust you. Either way, I don't care. I, I was thinking today that you should start a Mr. Miami. I'm, I'm going to do a poll on Instagram later today. Do it. On whether... Mr. Miami should start his own Instagram page. Yes, because it'll give me a platform to talk shit to all of you. And I'm just going to be ruthless and unsorry and unapologetic. So, but now that we're at two hours and 50 minutes, I think we need to call it. Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, a lot of this we're going to edit oh, out. Oh, for sure. Because, but, 
but it's we've been here a long time. So that's all we have for today. Uh, we will see you guys in the next one. All right, peace. Later. <laughs>